Hey, Hoff, why don't you start the movie? Holy shit. Welcome to episode 12 of Obscure Chatter. I am your host, Terry Doty. If you are new to the show or just listening to it for this guest that no one's heard of, I don't even know how I got on the line with her. Um, <laughs> a little, little reminder, uh, this show is basically an audio commentary where I don't have license to the movies we're watching, so they're edit out. That's the <laughs> nitty gritty of it. But also, it's to minimize the bullshit. We would much rather, by we, I mean myself, as well as my co-producer, co-creator, Stephen Hoff, who's also engineering this uh, through multiple ways. Um, we're also just minimizing the bullshit of being like, oh, I can't believe this is in Monica's top five. This, uh, we want you... To- <laughs> We want you to be upset about what we're talking about, not what we're talking over. That's pretty much as uh, I can put it. So I said Monica's name. Today, my guest is Monica Rial. Yay. Hello. Oh, my god! This gosh. is so exciting. And I think if people knew what movie it is, I think they would probably be like, yeah, that's in her top five. Of course it is. <laughs> See, but it, uh, I, there's so many different ways to read that. Like, of course, this is in her top five. No, I'm kidding. I'm exactly. Kidding. <laughs> I think it's more that. There'll be like YouTube videos every, everywhere. Monica Rial's favorite movie is this. <laughs> Explain so much, much, much. much. <laughs> oh, fucking. There's no, well, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there's, no, there's no accounting for taste with Monica Rial. I'm kidding. I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're going to use that soundbite, just uh, whatever. No. But, uh, oh my God, it's so nice to hear someone that isn't my husband. <laughs> Be careful. They'll make a YouTube video about that. Oh, uh, <laughs> 14 plus no. years, I know. Well, that's the thing. I made a joke um, on a live stream about how, you know, oh, wow, it's so nice to see other people's faces other than Ron. And all of a sudden, all over the Internet, it's Monica's tired of Ron and moving on to other people. And I'm like, oh, my God. You guys Monica are Real. stupid. Really? Uh, Monica Real and her secret Tinder dating. Coronavirus isn't stopping this lady. <laughs> like, I- the funniest thing is Ron showed up in the stream later. And I'm like, uh, yeah, obviously this is the guy that I'm going to ditch. And anybody with two brain cells knew what I was talking about. But okay. So, yeah, it's nice to hear you. I mean, it's this is such a weird time, right? Yeah. And I wish we could be together watching this movie. But, you know, this is... This is probably third best, but still, it's better than nothing. <laughs> Hell yeah! I know, like, because um, the there's always been that stipulation where I, I mean, can you imagine doing a commentary on something that we worked on remotely? <laughs> like, I, it really would quickly become like, hey, remember this scene? <laughs> I remember that scene. Well, like, Especially because I'm sure you've had to do this, too, is if you do a commentary with a newer actor who maybe has never done one before or is still new to it, there's a lot of nerves that come to play, right? They're very nervous. They want to make sure they don't say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. Um, And so kind of sometimes it ends up being you kind of interviewing the other person because they're so afraid. (laughs) And so it's like, hey talk friend it's okay you can talk you can so, talk and i, I think i think they're also worried about uh looking egotistical i'm like well no matter what i mean we're watching ourselves right now so right. just <laughs> let that fucking fall away now like <laughs> but i think the, the better ones i think one of my favorite commentaries that i've heard you on was for like the raunchiest thing that i think 
we ever like worked on that wasn't <laughs> uh well that still had something of a plot uh, uh, rin daughters of namasane uh like oh yeah remember that immortal show when oh like what that was like 10 plus years ago so of course we're all was like it? uh that was one of that was when i was still really new to directing i think i had just <gasps> finished my internship at uh tcc i think i had just started directing with bevins I feel so old. I know. I can't believe that was that long ago. Oh, my god. That long ago. Like, that was a show where, like, Tatum thought he would, like, deter people by putting a sign on the door and being like, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it became the, oh, uh, I'm in here. Uh, like, yeah, that's <laughs> like eight different versions of this one actress are all fucking. So please leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember. I think it was it. It wasn't with you. It was with Tatum. And there was that sign on the door. But I remember Caitlin. Asking if she could come watch some of my session because, you know, Caitlin and I are friends and she's like, I just want to make sure, you know, I turned down the audition. I just want to make sure I made the right choice because she's a little more conservative in her choices. And I think that's great. You know, everybody to each their own. So she came in to watch and it was the scene where my character is uh, piercing Colleen. We'll just put it that way. And uh, she stayed in for a good five, ten minutes. I'll give it to her. And she's like, yep, made the right decision. (laughs) Bye. I know. (laughs) And cut to what is it now? Because we've done so many other things where it's like, I don't know. There's this idea. (laughs) There was a show that I think, I forget who did it, but it was like, I just, like, I think I'm up for anything. And then I watch something. It's that I will know what art is when I see it. And it's very much, I will know what I'm (laughs) offended by when I see it. Like, oh, (laughs) shit. I have a limit. That's insane. Uh, I know. I didn't think I did either. But you find it. And then you're like, okay, now I'm done. (laughs) Right. And, like, there's, I mean, I've met everybody. I've met people where (laughs) there was... There was an incident where I was at a party and I was looking at this dude. I'm like, I know that guy from somewhere. And I realized it was like a Friends episode because he went, I think you know where you know me from. And I went, I I have no idea what you're talking about. He went, I'm a porn star. <laughs> and I went, oh, oh, yes, I do know you from. And he's from like, that. yes. He's like, I could tell you were really struggling it's uh that's how you know me (laughs) can you imagine that being your life just having to be like i know you know me and i'm totally gonna call you out on this but here's how you know me like i would be so embarrassed oh yeah i would be a horrible porn star it was oh he was so much chiller about it than i would have been like oh by the way you've definitely gotten off to me how does it feel how does it feel don't tell me how it feels. That's a rhetorical question. Don't answer it. I don't really want to know. I don't really want to know. Uh, oh, my God. But, yeah. Oh, my God. It's It, it feels like a phone call. I Like, there isn't a latency, at least yet. Um, but that's a thing with remote sessions, as we were talking about before we started recording, is uh, you and I are a little more accustomed to it, but there are people that are definitely trying to catch up to those of us that have been recording from home for a while that are still kind of getting that recording remotely is awkward because you have nothing but the other person's voice. You have no social cues to pick up on yeah. visually to kind of get a gauge of where you're kind of setting. Like, are they happy? I don't... Uh. <laughs> I miss the like the, th- the three-point collaboration, like the director, the engineer, and me. 
I missed that. Yeah, I missed that. I mean, it's been really cool doing the recording at home for Funimation because mm-hmm. um, they're trying really hard to get stuff out. And they're so working real hard. hard. Oh, my gosh. And so we're trying all kinds of new things. And I get, you know, the engineers calling me on occasion like, hey, can we try this new trick? And I'm like, sure, let's try it. Um, <clears throat> but I do miss going into the studio and seeing people and and the same thing you said about not being able to see, like, take social cues or see faces, like the masks, having to wear masks out in public, mm-hmm. it freaks me out because I never know what anybody else is feeling. I can't <laughs> see their face. So, like, I went to pick up groceries yesterday and I'm smiling at the woman, but I realized as soon as she walked up, she can't tell I'm smiling. So I'm like, hi. <laughs> It's, it makes me so awkward. <laughs> I mean, we're voice out. It, uh, that comes from my old sales training because at Guitar Center, I had to do the cold calls. Uh, and my uh. boss did like the, see, I can hear that you're not smiling. So I actively would not smile, but sound like a, oh, my God, hi, Monica. How are you? <laughs> smiling. So you've got to do that with your mask now. And they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. <laughs> like, it's so awkward. It's, it's so awkward. It's awkward, but it seems like a lot of people are take a lot of states are taking better precautions than we are as a state. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, but I'll say like entertainment. Um, I feel like those of us in entertainment in Texas are at a disadvantage because we're not really seen as an entertainment state. So right. I mean, there is no way anyone could have foreseen like what is it funny alone? That's ten booths that run essentially ten to ten, and there's no like getting around interacting with people. So they definitely made the right call there. But then there are other studios. It's like oh, if I play this right, there's zero contact recording, which is great. But there are still mm-hmm. people that can't even take that chance, even if a studio takes all the proper precautions. Um, like if they, if they have diabetes, I have a friend that, uh, was premature that has a disposition to where she's like, I, I I just can't take that chance. So it's, Mm -hmm. and it's terrifying. It, it's just downright terrifying. And I think that the majority of true fans do understand that. And I think the, just the very small population of people that are like, "I, I don't understand how that affects actors. And like, well, we're. One, uh, it definitely does, uh, and mm-hmm. and two, it's everybody. I, yeah, I mean, now it's finally kind of catching up in on the Japanese side as far as anime, where they're slowing down because they're running out of the content that they already had done. Right. It's well, we kind of saw it early on because I know like a three was pushed, and mm-hmm. then I think. Um, Railgun got pushed like a few shows early on and there were rumors that it was coronavirus related but we never got any uh, confirmation on that it was just kind of like well we don't know what's going on and then more and more shows I guess started getting pushed Um, I think that you know it's great that people are still able to work over there but I worry about their safety as well like we don't want to put our animators at risk either no Um, so yeah it's been very very different like this whole thing I know I don't know how other people are dealing with it but it's like it's my anxiety is is off the charts some days and then other days I'm totally fine you know what I mean it's like hey it's just another day at home and then the next day I'm like I can't leave my house (laughs) I'm going to scream uh it's just so such a weird interesting thing it it really is I uh as a as a fellow pale person, I did. Steven, 
Stephen looked at me. He's like, you've gotten paler. I'm like, is it is such a thing possible? Like, oh, I, my God. And I did. I put on my, found- my makeup matches. <laughs> I put my foundation on and I'm like, well, that's a problem. You can't. I don't know about you, but I can't get any lighter. Like, they're already too dark for me. So I'm like, what am I going to do now? I'm going to have to wear geisha makeup just to go outside. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember distinctly at Ulta, like being like, what's the lightest we can go? They're like, you've got maybe one shade and then we're going to have to start making some custom shit for your fucking ghost but (laughs) that's probably exactly almost verbatim what they said and and you can go out but also then it's everybody's out uh like oh my gosh yes i um anytime that steven has gone out he's had like a fucking 80s bully moment anytime he's basically gone out where people aren't respecting the social distancing but of course uh, i think for some people it's taking a is a challenge it's essentially Another version of Tatum putting that sign on that door where it's, oh, you're wearing a mask. I'm like, dude, this isn't about you. Like, even if you don't believe it, can you just, like, not? Yeah, just I, back off. <laughs> like, respect my right to wear a mask and back the fuck up. I don't. That's how it should be. <laughs> you know how upset you are about someone being told, uh, someone telling you to or suggesting to you to wear a mask? Like, that's being a woman all the time. All right. Yes. Just fucking. Yes. <laughs> Wear the mask and be happy about it. If you don't like that mask, we'll get you a shorter, uh, sluttier mask, and you should be happy about that. It's like and oh the my whole God. time you better be fucking smiling and thank me, <laughs> thank me thank for me noticing. For the mask. <laughs> you better smile with that mask. I don't care if I can't see it. You better be smiling behind it. Put the mask. Uh. Put the mask on, and when I look at you dead in the eyes, like I'm, I'm gonna say, I definitely don't want to fuck you in that mask. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ron and I have had some really interesting moments, uh, especially over the last year, where he's really gone to great lengths to try and understand, you know, what women deal with on a daily basis, what we've been through, mm-hmm. and there's moments where we be watching something on television or. You know, something will come up on the news and he'll look at me and go, do women really have to deal with that? And it's like, oh, yeah, honey. Yeah. Every day. That's that's the norm. And he's like, I've never even considered that. Like he was making the um, like with sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah. He was saying, you know, hey, I've been to these real estate conventions and stuff where, you know, I've had people be inappropriate with me. He's like, but you know what I never thought about was the fear factor. That I was never afraid because, you know, if, if that lady is going to put her hand on me, I could be like, hey, lady, chill out. Come yeah. on. You know, but I never thought about the fact that if it's a woman in that place, that there would be a level of fear. And I'm like, yeah, that's what guys don't get is that part. <laughs> guys and I mean, obviously men have dealt with it, too, but uh, especially if they're not the the straight white man. Um, yes. But, I mean, I, I tried to explain it. Uh, Stephen has always been very much, uh, like, understanding. Um, and yes. that's because he's just been shaped by powerful women as well as just people that always try to factor in the other. Uh, mm. So I'm very, very, very fortunate in that respect. But trying to explain it, I tried to explain it once on Twitter and someone didn't get it. Shockingly, on Twitter, they didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't make this point in 280 characters or less. Or probably at the time, it was 140 characters or less. Right. Um, 
Yeah, but trying to put the scenario where there was a point where I it, it was a personal relationship. It was someone that I was just casually seeing on the side. And I had been telling my friend Nathan, I'm like, yeah, I like him, but the sex is so bad. <laughs> and Nathan is like, what do you mean? I'm like, no matter what I try, no matter what he tries, I'm just, I, you know, he gets to where he needs to go. And I guess I get where I need to go, but I'm just, I'm not feeling it. There's no sexual chemistry. And so Nathan, being a straight white man, just was like, okay, well, the next time, if you are going to have there be a next time, which I don't understand that logic at all, if you're not enjoying yourself. <laughs> uh, he's like, just stop. And I went, what? And he went, just stop. So, yeah, another time, like, another time happened, and I wasn't enjoying it, so I stopped. But I said, yeah, I'm not feeling it. And on top, dude's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just, I think we should stop. And there is, oh, <laughs> there was that moment where it's, uh, you know what? As much as I trust this guy, he doesn't have to stop. Right. And that's what's terrifying. And that's what I like. Nathan couldn't fathom. And he's like, well, you just stop. I'm like, no, I I would very much like that to happen. But you don't understand how quickly that can turn so fucking insanely violent on a dime. Like, and then I don't know. But yeah, like it did end with like the guy being like, "Um, okay," And I just fucking cartwheeled off the bed and got my clothes really quick and left. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's what people don't think about is like, especially if you know that person has a temper. Yeah. Then why would you provoke that? It's better to just be like, I'm going to get out of this situation however I can. <laughs> however I can, as quick as I can. And that's where like both parties are somewhat in an amicable situation where the power isn't so out of whack. But the thing is, right. there is a power that men inherently have from birth where we're immediately told how to deal with that power, mm-hmm. not tap into our own. So it, it takes a lot longer for us. Just, I, I think this new, these newer generations past us are uh, at an advantage that we didn't have. Um, oh, 100%. Uh, 100%. And, but unfortunately, obviously we still have a long way to go as this, Last year has shown us in numerous ways through numerous yeah <laughs> avenues. I mean, so many different ways. <laughs> actually, Monica, yeah. I don't know if you can really talk. Like, I'm talking about something that I've personally gone through. I don't know if you can relate. Now, <laughs> I, I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> no, I, but it's been hard. I mean, like, I've had my mom raised me. She was like, "Look, she, you're strong. You're going to be a strong woman. Like, I want I want you to be independent. I want you to go out there and do your own thing." And I have, but I still am, um, I still have to fight things from my generational uh, situation, like the way I grew up. You know, growing up at my age was very different than growing up now. Um, I used to have men follow me home from school when I was nine years old, you know, like really weird, creepy stuff. And so I'm so thankful that young ladies these days don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. Or if they do, it's like, wow, hey, mom, this creeper followed me home. Can you call the police? You know, whereas back then it's like, oh, that's just, you know, Mr. Benjamin who lives down the street. He's just a creepy old guy. No big deal. And it's like, what? Why is this okay? It's it's <laughs> you know? no, it's not a big deal. Like it's the I'm upset that you're upset rather than seeing mm-hmm. that you're and that 
it's upsetting. Um, yeah. Or, but also there's like as much as we know that now that what is it the stranger danger which was definitely a thing we i mean we're a couple of years apart but there's definitely uh, that John Mulaney sketch cuz he's i think a year older than me he's like i was a kid right like right before people started giving a shit about kids <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the, it's str- true. <laughs> the stranger danger you know professor jj bittenbinder the all right when you get kidnapped he's like not if when what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that kind of stuff where I think we still have some room to grow on if your boundaries aren't respected or something does happen that it's not your fault. Um, right. Because I still think because like because we're given these rules um, and these guidelines to follow, you know, like, hey, this is your bathing suit area, blah, blah, blah. Um also, just, you know, yeah, stranger danger, all that. You don't really know how to feel other than a failure when you followed all the rules and the rules weren't followed on the other side of it. You're like, wait. Mm-hmm. And it's partially because I think we, if we're fans of fiction, which I think most of us are, is the narratives that we constantly read and watch give us a false sense of narratives happening in real life where it's like, well, no, this isn't, you know, um, television and movies and books have taught me that this should happen when in reality, unfortunately, not all good triumphs. Uh, at mm-hmm. least not in the way that we see. So we're fed a, a, a not necessarily a false narrative, but a rose-tinted glasses narrative. That yeah. it's it it's hard whenever your life and your experiences don't follow that to not feel like a failure. Yeah, I mean that's true. Even of like popular culture these days, like I can't. I cannot watch an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like, I just can't. <laughs> like, everybody is talking like this, and it's so superficial. And, oh, my God, I don't have my million-dollar this or my billion-dollar yacht. And I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. No, I, and it I makes can't me sad. <laughs> it makes me so sad for the kids that are growing up watching that or Real Housewives or this or that, thinking that's what that's what being an American is. Like, that's what living a good life is, is to have all of these things. And, uh, you know, I, it makes me sad because, like, you could work your whole life for all of those things, the mon- the money, the cars, the glamour, the this, and be incredibly unhappy. Mm-hmm. So it's so much more than that. And I feel like that uh, while our kiddos have grown up in a society that is much more understanding and cares much more about them than they cared about us, <laughs> not to sound like an old woman, but they care more now than they did yeah, back then. But still, they're being fed this this idea of what it means to be successful and what it means to be um, a celebrity and all of this. And I'm like, that's just not that's not reality. That's just not reality. No. Even though they call it reality television. <laughs> <laughs> it's faux real. I mean, I've I've produced on some uh, MTV International stuff where, like, my producer and I are like, man, this would be really cool. And then it gets really quiet. And my producer leans in. He's like, you know what would be great is if we contacted the uncle. I'm like, well, yeah, they just said that the uncle and them haven't spoken in years. He's like, but what if the uncle just suddenly called? I'm like, <laughs> Are, are you telling Reality. me? Are you telling me that you have the uncle's number? He's like, I'm telling you, I've already called, and that he's ready to call. I'm like, 
fuck, yeah. Great. <laughs> but it's going to make that civil union look all the better, you know. I uh, so crazy. <laughs> you just, yeah. Oh, I, I found that most of the people that I identify with us are uh, often women because even <laughs> they kind of know, like, yeah, that would be great. What other things do I have standing in my way uh, aside from mm-hmm. the hard work that I have to put in? I mean, but obviously. And then uh, more often than not, I think we're pitted against each other. I was talking to an- yes. <laughs> another actress uh, earlier this week. I was talking to Natalie. Um, and uh, I'm like, are you running into people kind of being like, well, so-and-so is doing this rate, but I'd much rather work with you. She's like, yes, what the fuck is that about? Like, yeah, when we're getting it more so because so many of us, I mean, obviously are stuck in the house and mm-hmm. kind of being made to feel like shit about our rates. And we're like, well, yeah, that's your pre-pandemic rate. What's your pandemic rate? I'm like, <laughs> it's like, no, still my rate. <laughs> I know what my time I is got worth. A lot of, yeah, I got a lot of flack way back in the day. Um, when I was directing and I had a new show come up, uh, Nabari No O, and so I was auditioning. That's why a whole I bunch met of you. Women. Yes, <laughs> and I was auditioning a whole bunch of of ladies for the show, and um, I forget. What, oh, it was Dave Trosco was gonna have his girlfriend audition, and she fell through. And so I walked out into the lobby, and there was this bright eyed, blonde haired girl that was like, "Hi, I'm here to audition," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, who are you? And she's like, Dave Trosco sent me. His girlfriend couldn't come. I'm like, all right, come on back. And this is at six o'clock, right when we were about to leave. But I talked my engineer into staying. And so she got in the booth and everything. It was Tia Ballard. Mm-hmm. She had never been at Funimation before. She auditioned. And I was like, holy crap, this girl's really good. So I'm like, hey, Tia, uh, do you mind if we pull up a show? It's not going to be this show, but just to see, you know, what you do with flaps. And I explained the whole process and everything. And so we were working on Kenichi at the time and had her do some lines as, you know, one of the characters in Kenichi. And she was really good about hitting the flaps. And so I thanked her for her time, made sure we had all of her contact information and everything. She left. Um <clears throat> and I remember thinking, well, I don't know if I should use her for the lead in the show because she just came in. Yeah. She's brand new, but she's fantastic. So I sent an email out to all of the other directors and our talent coordinator saying, hey, this young lady just came in. Here are the files. She's really, really great. I can't use her as, as the lead. And there's not a lot of women in the show because she's so new. Um, but I really suggest you guys use her for Wallen stuff because I could see her having a really great career. And... Overall, everybody was thankful, but I did get a few people that were like, why Why did you pass her information around? And I'm like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't I pass her information around? They're like, she's in your range. And I, yeah. it was like a dagger to my heart. Like, are you kidding me? You really think that I wouldn't pass on information because somebody could be my competitor for a role? Like, do you really think that I'm that shitty of a person like no I don't care like there's plenty of people like Lucy Christian's in my range and we've worked together for 20 years like it's not a big deal there's plenty of work to go around exactly Um, but that was the first time I was like holy crap do people really think like that they really really do they really uh, and actually I want to say I was looking for Walla Girls for my first show as a director which was Big Wind Up and I want to say you recommended Tia to me and that's how Tia and I became friends 
Aww. So that's so that's on you. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but no, see, but also on top of that is I've told Tia about this before, which because of my uh, and obviously personal bias falls into it. It definitely does. Anyone that <laughs> that says otherwise is lying. Um, <laughs> but uh, Tia and I have talked about that before because Tia's small town, southern just beautiful all around. So my instinct, naturally, because I'm just, as Sabbat described, a scary punk monster, you know, uh, <laughs> just I'm like, I, I, I'll i own that. Yeah. He's like, you're just so punk rock. I'm like, uh-huh. That's just, I just keep hearing you're terrified of me. He's like, I am. Um, but I believe that. I, believe I 100%, 100% believe that. <laughs> I, it's comforting in a way. But uh <laughs> Where, just because of my own personal experiences, uh, when I moved to Texas, I lived in a small town in West Texas and then moved to South Texas and all this stuff. And my experience is people that looked a lot like Tia were not very kind to a chubby half Mexican chick like myself. Mm. So when I met Tia and she was so nice, it's immediate. When someone's nice, isn't it so shitty to be like, that's probably fake. What do you want? Yeah. Oh, Uh, trust me. I get that (laughs) all the time. People are like, so you're really a bitch, right? I'm like. No, I wish I was a bitch because my life would be a whole lot easier than being a fucking nice person. (laughs) (laughs) No, you really are. You really are because I remember, um, what was it? I had been doing bits and a little bit of stuff there. And Stephen, my boyfriend at the time, introduced me to you. And you were so nice. And I believe I did a bit in Nabari no O. And I just appreciate that you didn't delete that. Um, (laughs) Of course not. You're great. But, But that was... That was starting out. And now, um, but yeah, like Tia starting out, um, I she did it and she was hilarious um, just in her bit stuff. I remember one of her lines. This character didn't even have a name, but she made me crack up. But I still remember the line to this day. Um, so, yeah, but it's also... Sometimes whenever you get cast, you uh, or you don't get cast, like uh, there was, I'll be real about it. There was a point where, because I'm a big Black Butler fan, when season two Ooh. came around, I was like, ooh, Aloise Trancy. And I was told, you know, I was being considered. And then I got a message like, hey, it went to Lucy. And I went, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why Lucy Christian? Like, it was like, yeah, I totally 100% get that. And I think that that's what's kind of cool, especially with, I don't know about nationally, but especially at Funimation with the ladies. Like, we're all very aware of what each other is capable of. And there's not any competition, Mm -mm. um, at least not with most of the ladies that have been around. I don't know about the newer folks, but with us, it's like, okay, well, sure. If she's the lead on that one, then I'll be your best friend. And then in that one, maybe I'll be the lead and then she'll be my best friend. And then it's all cyclical. It just happens over time. Um, But I think that I know with like, uh, what was it? Oh, My Hero Academia. Somebody was like, well, what characters did you audition for? And I'm like, well, I auditioned for Suyu and I auditioned for Mineta. And I auditioned for Uraraka, but I remember saying something to the effect of, if this isn't Lucy Christian, then something is wrong (laughs) with this world. (laughs) Like, this character looks like Lucy. Like, there's no getting around it. So I think that that's what's kind of cool, though, too, is that we all know we can look at a character and be like, ah, Terry. Yeah, ah, that's going to be Colleen. Because ah, you just have an idea after a while of what your friends are capable of. And 
you know, I, there's been more than one occasion where I've auditioned and been like, oh, in my head, I'm like, no, that's a that's a Terry role or that's a Trina role or that's Same. a Brina role. Or, I mean, it's really so nice when it's, it's like, so who is this? They're like, oh, it's Monica. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have heard Monica do this. And then <laughs> it's like, right. oh, holy shit, I'm an idiot. Never mind. <laughs> it's fun when we surprise each other. I dig it. It's always fun. And with, the first time I heard your little boy, it like freaked me out. I was like, oh, my gosh, sounds like a real little boy. <laughs> it freaked me out, too. There was a uh, it was for Boone, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it was it just came from making fun of Sean Teague. <laughs> that's, that's how that <laughs> and now there are all these oh, different I remember Sean. Yeah. Well, um hopefully he'll come back. I know he was living in France for a while. Oh um, wow. I didn't and, know that. Um hopefully he'll come back. Uh but I think the last thing he was in was what, Carnival? Carnival. I don't know I that I would come back if I was living in France. <laughs> Oh, I know. Like, like, right, I still need to go. <laughs> bye. They're like, but voice acting. No, France. Bye. I'll, I'll well, learn that's how the thing, to is they, Yeah, they don't realize that they're teaching us all of the skills we need to be able to live wherever we want in the world. <laughs> oh, especially so right now. now. Like, oh, yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm going to move to Paris, you guys. Just let me know when you need to dub the Animu, and I will jump on Source Connect, <laughs> and there we go. The Animu. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck working with my time zone, motherfuckers. Um. Yeah, you're going to have to wake up at 3 a.m. But other than that, it's all good, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, I mean, we just, uh, yeah, we, we like to surprise each other. And also, whenever we work for different companies, it's always fun whenever we run into each other. Because I found I was working on a video game that is not remotely out yet. But I asked the director, who am I playing off of? And they went up via you. And I went, oh, fuck yeah. And <laughs> the head writer went, oh, so you know Opfia. And I'm like, oh, actually, it's going to totally change what I was doing because I know that this person is Opfia. And the writer was so confused by that. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like, no, like, what? oh, no, well, because I know what Opfia is going to do here because we get paired up a lot. Or like um, if it's Ian, Ian and I tend to get paired up a lot or Greeley. I'm like, OK, no, like we can do these things. Uh, I'm shocked you yeah. and I don't play more off of each other. Like, what was it when we did the planetarian movie? Oh, like, yeah, that and movie we, was so cool. It was me, you and Allison Victor. And I'm like, wow, that's like the most kid cast that's ever kid casted. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Clifford. Yeah, that was fun casting. And it, we did. We sounded like three <laughs> weird little children. It was perfect. Um, I remember working on, oh, God, I can't even remember the name of it. I don't know that it ever came out, but Allison and I were cast in some Indonesian uh, cartoon that was really cool, and it was a lot of fun to record. But originally, they had me playing the little boy and Allison playing the little girl. Mm-hmm. And I went, um, <laughs> I mean, we can do that, but I don't think you, have you heard Allison? Like, she sounds like a little boy. Like, that's, and it's awesome. I wish that I had, it's kind of like Hillary just sounds like a little girl forever. Yeah. Um, Allison's the same way, but she sounds like a little boy. And after they pulled us in for the first session, they were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to switch you guys. And I'm like, okay, yeah. They're like, we're glad you said something. I'm like, well, I'm just saying, like, she just speaking sounds like a little boy. And I mean that in the most complimentary way. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> we definitely, and I also think, yeah, there's only, there have only been a couple of instances where I was with an actor. And 
I, I, which is so funny. So many of us thought we were introverted until this pandemic. You're like, fuck, I just want to go out. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> For real. But um, I was out trying to make a new friend because I, I do tend to kind of be like, no, I'm kind of good on the friend front. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't need any new friends, which is always so stupid. Um, but um, when it's actors, it's like, I don't know about you, but. When I was trying to date as an actor, there were people that are like, I don't know, man, she's an actor. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck does that yeah. mean? <laughs> ha- yeah. Like, what are, What are you even, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm not that good. I don't want to live my life as, an, as a character. No, thank you. Um, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's too uh, much trouble. We were, <laughs> um, me and this actress were out having drinks and we happened to both audition. Uh, audition for something earlier that week and I had found out I'd gotten something and uh, they're like yeah no I'm hoping to hear back and I went oh I actually heard back I'm blah 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 and they went oh well I'm like oh oh no I can feel I can feel the awkward I can feel it <laughs> I'm like the oh. show we're seeing together hasn't even started yet <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Um, and it was just this, uh, okay. Like, and we oh. never hung out again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I can but feel it. Terry, I can feel it. <laughs> just this, yeah, like I'm texting Stephen, like, oh, no, this did not go well. <laughs> there will not be a second date with this girl. No. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, that for, sucks, <laughs> and that's even a thing. But for you know, every it's da like da da, no, yeah, like, but you then were, there are people like I think it benefits us to like what one another is doing because sometimes it's a like imagine yeah a my hero show <laughs> which I don't really envy Colleen having to cast like every couple of episodes. Um, oh my gosh. But, you know, it it's going to get down to the, I mean, it gets down to the point where it's, uh, oh, hey, you know who would be really great in this? Monica. And like, well, that's great. But Monica's already in the show. They're like, oh, what about Lucy Christian? Lucy's already in the show. What about Brittany Karbaski? <laughs> Brittany's already in the show. They're like, I need someone that I don't know that you respect. <laughs> Help me. Help. Help, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't envy. Like, I that was one of my things. I enjoyed casting, but at the same time, it used to make me so anxious because we have so many great actors yes. that it's like you you could come, you could cast a show like 10 times over, honestly. Um, then it's just trying to figure out, okay, well, if I use this person here and then I put this, it's a giant puzzle. Um but then I was always so anxious about, like, how the puzzle was received. Like, when you finish the puzzle, or people are going to be like, that's a stupid fucking puzzle. Are they going to be like, this is the best puzzle I've ever seen. This is awesome. Or you worked so hard on that puzzle. Let me give you a pat on the back. None of that. Like, it was just constant anxiety. So as much as I like to do that, Ron will ask me all the time. We'll watch a movie, and he'll be like, okay, if you were going to cast this using Funimation voice actors, and I'm always like, uh, yeah, uh. <laughs> and he's like, I'd have this person, that person, this person, that person. I'm like, it's easy when you haven't actually done it. 
When you actually have to do it, it is much harder, I promise. Or especially, yeah, or when I was new, that was the thing. Is I was always really excited to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to cast you as this person. But then there would be like the one, because it's that whole thing like, a, hey, everybody but this guy loved the show. Then like, well, what was this guy's problem? Like, oh, don't focus on that guy. Like, well, I'm going to because I'm me. Yeah. Uh, what was this guy's problem? I'd be like, oh, because when I cast this person, they're like, oh, I'm playing that character again. I'm like, oh, I, I was really excited to work with you. <laughs> but if it's like, gonna- hey, I, I mean, here's the thing: typecast, <laughs> not cast, whatever. You gotta roll with it. You know, <laughs> you gotta roll with it. I, I mean, but that that's also the whole thing where like uh, certain people are like, well, she's very sarcastic and very deadpan. So clearly, I thought of you. I'm like, oh, fucking awesome. But then sometimes. <laughs> But yeah, occasionally you'll get in your head, you're like, it would be nice to play someone that isn't exactly like me in real life. But I also enjoy oh. any time I'm cast. That's nice, too. Yeah. No, I get that. Like, when um, when I came to work for Funimation, I fit in a, a little hole that they didn't really have at that time, which was high-pitched crazy girls. Really? So, yeah, they didn't have anybody that really fit that mode at the time. So when I started there, like, every little voiced character was just it was me um in fact there was a while on cartoon network where it was almost a joke because it was like dead man wonderland followed by Casher and sins followed by oh, uh, I oh full metal alchemist brotherhood followed by soul leader which soul leader at least i was a little older but the rest of them are all monica talking like that in different ways <laughs> I remember See, people I going, never, oh, my God. I never used you as those. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't, which is what I loved. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love playing little girls. They're so much fun. It is so easy to tap into that side of myself. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there got to be a point where I'm like, can I can I please play a grown-up? Like, <laughs> just, just one grown-up? Can I be somebody's mom? Nobody ever wants to be the mom. I want to be the mom. Can I be a mom? <laughs> I think there's people something. like, okay. There's something about playing the mom. Like, that's a whole thing about growing up that I don't think men typically deal with. But there was a point where I was cast as the younger version of Rob in Fairy Tale. Uh, oh. where, and which is so funny because I was already Virgo in the show, which like Tyler cast me as giant Virgo. And then I was very sweet and cute. I'm like, did you know this was going to happen? Because this is not something you use me on. But then to cut to that, but I was telling Rob, I'm like, yeah, I'm playing the younger version of you. And he went, Oh, what? Uh, He went, I would have liked to have given the younger version of me a try. Like, uh, but you get that really nice gravelly, like, daddy voice. And he's like, don't say it like that. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. I listen. uh, I read a lot of romance, dude. You got a beautiful voice uh, in a very weird way. Uh, But... But yeah, you don't, I don't know, there's something about playing the mom, uh, which I've definitely owned up to, and I've even played, like, the mom and her kids. <laughs> like, yes! Her, I, identical <laughs> twin boys, and then me being like, all right, this is really confusing, because all I'm doing is hearing my, I hear myself in the playback, and two different lines already, and now I'm arguing myself, this is so insane. <laughs> but there's something about, that like, is- the, that first kind of mom character that you play, where it's not like a, oh, she's... She's a young mom or whatever. It's a, she's a mom. She's mom as fuck. Um, <laughs> that you're like, oh, I'm old. But no, that's not what I, I've reached that level <laughs> now. I am the mom. 
Or when you get your first like old lady and it's not like a, oh, I wonder what, how I'm going to like channel this voice. It's a, oh no, just use your voice. I, I don't know what I'll do. With that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say on the old lady vibe, like I went around to the directors at one point um, and I'm like, hey, I want to be challenged. Like mm. find something that I've never done before and challenge me. Like if you're ever thinking, God, who's going to do this? Give me a shot. And if it sucks, you totally don't have to pay me. But I'm in this mode where I just want to be challenged. And so everybody's like, okay, sure. Um, but Clifford really took me up on it. He's like, you said you wanted to be challenged. And I'm just trying to help you level up, Monica. Become <laughs> your final form. And so in Gossip, he cast me as two twin old ladies. So two old ladies <laughs> that had to sound similar yet different. Um, and they were in two episodes. And... It was it was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge. And I remember being so thankful because I'm like, thanks. I actually had to like really work hard <laughs> on the voice and try to figure it out. And oh, I've not had that experience in a while just because with si- simul dubs, it moves so fast and so furious. You don't get a lot of time to really dive in. Um, but yeah, it was fun and daunting. So yeah, old ladies have become my jam now, though. <laughs> uh, see, that's fun. I I. I did that for a show with Chris George, um, but I don't remember the name of it because, again, it's that. <laughs> well, see, that's another thing like that I didn't enjoy about because uh, the last time I had full time directed it funny. Uh, I think the last mm-hmm. thing that I did that wasn't a live action, which live action dubs is just that eh, it's a live action. No one like if anyone watches this and has a problem, I will be shocked. Uh, but uh, I think was. <sighs> Baka and Test. So to go from that to years later to go to finishing up Junji Ito and having to cast, it was um, anthological and there were two different stories every episode. And and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, aside from like me, you and Austin, um, all like we've used basically the entire funny catalog. So (laughs) uh, for the Tomie like excerpts, those were even uh, OVAs. There were two different Tomie stories in addition to what established Tomie, and uh, they're like, and both of these are due this week. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I don't, don't want to cast this at all. But um, <laughs> but you want to take chances on um, like actors that you know as well as newer the the newer group. God, that's such an older. <laughs> Uh, these I know, new, it's like, get off my lawn, new, kids. These <laughs> new kids, some of which are like 20 years older than me. And then some yeah. that, or Tia and I were talking about it. She's like, someone just came in and was like, oh, uh, I've been watching, like, uh, you're an inspiration to me. I've been watching you since I was a kid. I'm like, oh, God, Tia. We started around uh, the same time. That's terrifying. Uh, welcome to my life. <laughs> I remember saying something in panels being like, yeah, and this is a few years back going, I've been doing this for 16 years. And somebody will always blurt out, I'm 16. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Now it's 20 years. So I'm like, one more year and my career can drink. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or or, uh, when I started, everyone's like, oh, man, Aaron's voice is cracking. And I'm like, I've always worked with cracked voiced Aaron. Like, yeah. With adult sound, adult sounding Aaron. Like I've played young Aaron. Now they're like, oh my god, there's a young Aaron now. Ah, yeah, I know. Uh, 
but you don't uh That's you want to take chances but with the simuldub schedule specifically uh it's really hard to take a chance uh, like oh i hope that she can do this voice or mm-hmm. do you just cast someone based on how you already know that they can do it because that schedule is not going to move Right. Uh, and so I it's always really that's fun when they be take hard. chances. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen as often. And that's that's the only thing that sucks. Like, I really enjoy the simuldubs. I think it's great that people are getting it out faster. They're they're able to enjoy it faster. I mean, it's kind of insane that we can record something and then that weekend it, it's up. And I see people talking about it on social media. And I'm like, whoa, it blows my mind. It used to take <laughs> a year just to dub it. This is crazy. But at the same time, we do lose a little bit of that you know, being able to take chances, being able to take somebody who might not be the strongest actor and build them up into a great actor mm-hmm. because we just don't have the time to do that. And that's that's kind of sad. But at the same time, I do see that they are constantly bringing new people in. It's just, you know, we don't get to spend the time with them. So they might spend a little more time in the Walla world and the Bits world before they get to bump up. Um I'd say, yeah, that was me. I'd say that was definitely me. But also, I think as a director is what gave me the confidence in Booth. Um, I think people forget, like, directing can be a huge asset. Um, I know when I started directing um, at Funimation, you know, I worked on Holic was the first show that I started directing. And um, I was working with Todd Habercorn. And I remember he would do, like, just pages and pages and pages at a time. Like, we'd watch it, like, three pages worth of dialogue a whole mm-hmm. entire scene and he would just do the whole scene and then at the end he would go back and be like line 247 and give a different read line 96 give a different read and I remember thinking one how do you do that I have ADHD <laughs> like there's no way in hell I'm going to remember which cue number I messed up and do it again and in succession without going back and watching it two I'm going to beat him I'm going to become faster than he is. So it became this kind of challenge to myself. I'm not even that competitive, but I'm like, oh, I get it. We can do wild takes. We can do this. We can do that. So the next time I went into the booth, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so I ended up getting really, really, really fast at it just because of the impetus of watching Todd and going, I can do that too. I bet I can do that. I'm going to try to do that. So (laughs) it's a blessing and a curse because now we all know we can do it very quickly. Um, but at the same time, it's like, could we go back to a more leisurely p- pace every once in a while? That would be nice. Yeah, Especially I guess because so- remembering the shows is hard, you know? It is. I I hate to admit that. But yeah, like you were talking about just, uh, I don't know, you, you had time to fall in love with the show. Um, yes. Where, and the character. Yes, you had time to really develop it. Because I remember, what was it? I really, uh, obviously, Tatum and Bevins really took me under their wing when I first started uh, because I started as an intern. I I started in bits and then I got my internship. Uh, But, you know, Tatum was very, very nice uh, about stuff and, like, even gave me my first, like, voice acting book by James Alberger. And he's like, I don't think he's like, I don't think you're bad, but I think your confidence (laughs) is not where it needs to be if you're going to start getting critiqued without me seeing you and like telling you everything's fine. I'm like, yeah, that Mm. I'm apt, apt as fuck. Yes. But um, there would be moments with, um, you know, just getting into something you can get into your head very easily, especially when you're working off of nobody. Um, mm-hmm. or like, let's say you're one of the first people to record. Uh, 
and you're recording in it's a vacuum, I, I'd say like the, the Sentai way where you've got the Japanese underneath, I'm like, at least I'm talking off of somebody. Jesus. Right? <laughs> Right. Uh, there's somebody there with me. I know. Like, okay, this male will say you about stop talking. So I know this is my line now. Ha, done. Um, <laughs> it's jarring. It really is. Um, but then yeah. to go from that to, yeah, now where there are be points where I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, in the preview, I know that notice that that was four flaps short. Uh, I'm just going to say this. Like, it won't fit. And I can go, it will. And yeah. it does. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> Like, I've gotten ah, to the point yeah. after writing for so long that my brain automatically will adjust lines. Um, and I'll apologize because I, I say the wrong thing. And then they're like, oh, it fits. And it's, <laughs> a, it's the same intent. And I'm like, wow, brain, how did you do that? You're like rewriting on the fly without me even knowing. <laughs> it's weird. I've got like anime ESP or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it definitely helps. Uh, it definitely helps. But, but yeah, I just... do miss back in the day because we did. We had more more time to like really get into the shows and understand what was happening. And now, because what would happen is before, you know, you get the whole show. So even if you had a minor character, you were coming in for hours at a time to finish the entirety of the show. Yeah. Whereas now you're coming in 10 minutes a week, 15 minutes a week. So you never really get to get as attached. Um, and I realized the other day I was doing my anime resume. Like I try to keep an updated anime resume just in case anybody ever looks at my talent agency's website and goes, hey, it says here I can get a full anime resume. And then I hit them with, bah, there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going through it and editing and I'm like, there are some shows here that I recognize the name. But I don't remember the show, which is so weird to me because that's always been like my strange little quirk or mm-hmm. ability has been that I can remember every show and every character and what it was like to do it. But because of simuldubs moving so quickly and because of just recording picking up pace everywhere so fast, um, you know, there's there's shows that I'm now like, was I was I in that show? Oh, crap. I was in that show. <laughs> I I don't even remember <laughs> just because there's so much and it's so fast. It really is. Or there's, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but there have been panels like where like me and three other actors sit down and then there's one actor that's like, I don't know if I should be in this panel. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it, it's for I this show. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's for this show. And they're like, I'm not in that show. And then we like Google them and like, there you are. And they're like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> so they're I've like had on that their phone. With several people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I think the funniest one was uh, when um, it, before simul dubbing. <laughs> that was fairy tale at Tokyo and Tulsa when Wendy's like, "Who am I in fairy tale?" Like, <laughs> like in front of people. Like you're this character. Like what she sound like? Like bitch, she sounds like you. <laughs> I love Wendy. She gives no fucks. Who? Am I even in Fairytale, y'all? I don't think I'm in Fairytale, y'all. Who do I play? What does she sound like? (laughs) Love her so much. But, I mean, yes, you're very much on uh, on the same thing. Or sometimes, for me, what I found, I think, the most, like, what? Was um, interviews with Monster Girls where uh, that's not a character I play. And Jade just... I think took a chance <laughs> on me, but the and it whole, was great. But the whole time, I was like, 
why, how did you think of me? But that's like one of those things like where you're just like having a really nice meal and they're like, why are you into me? Like, girl, we're just just trying to enjoy this dinner. Like, yeah, no, if you could just like maybe give me some like, like a five point bullet point thing, like of what you like about me, that would be great. That would be great. That would be please. As I'm like messing with my faux hair, like yeah, that would be just fantastic. Uh, Oh, I love that. I'm sorry, I got distracted by the movie. Oh no, I love that. Good. It's really good. I think. Okay, we haven't talked about the movie at all. And go us. Sorry. Go no. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to. So we've been been doing really good, but. Um, I think that was, uh, the most confusing for a potential guest that I'm looking at. They're like, well, wait, but what if I choose like a movie that like, where we have to get very specific on terminology? I'm like, no, I'm saying don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You and I are going to be talking. They're like, oh, but it's such a good movie. I'm like, I know that's probably why it's in your top five, bro. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you, I'm glad we chose this one because there was one of the other movies on the list that I have been in love with since I was 12 and so if we had picked that one there would have been no hiding <laughs> what it was so I'm like at least this way I am familiar with the movie I love the movie but at the same time I'm very good at other than look at the <laughs> is I'm okay well see there's there are ones and I think it's also because it's uh, that, uh, but there are ones that obviously you grow up with and uh, that was something I was mm-hmm. talking about earlier this week is you know, everyone's making these jokes like, oh, oh, man, I'm getting so much shit done during this pandemic. I'm like, well, first of all, for me, I work from home. I write and edit people's manuscripts and I record from home. There, Like, there is no excuse for me. <laughs> so Yeah, you have to. But then on top of everything, it's so dire that I tend to want to watch things that I know will make me feel good rather than take a chance on some of, like, mm-hmm. the nitty-gritty shit or, like, uh, shows that I'm not into. They're like, oh, maybe you could give Breaking Bad another shot. I'm like, for me, Breaking Bad didn't work because I don't want to spend my free time being bummed the fuck out. <laughs> and you that's- know, I tried to watch it, too, and I got to the episode, I think it was episode three or four, and I'm like, this just isn't for me. Like, they're just some shows that... You know, other people are like, oh, you don't understand. It's the best show. You just got to get past that. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> like, I just, it's, I'm not into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah, but it's it's that whole thing where like, uh, yeah, no, I understand there's slow burn. I mean, we're, I mean, you and I are in some really longstanding animes. They're like, hey, you have to stick with it. And by the way, mm-hmm. the main bad guy will not be introduced for the first 12 episodes. Uh right. <laughs> And um, I'm like, what do you mean the main bad guy? This show about volleyball, like, just stick with it. (laughs) Yeah. Just stick with it. Um, But there's that. But sometimes when it's a, oh, no, yeah, no, and I totally wasn't into it. But then the second half of season three, I'm like, you want me to sit through this till season three? That's like saying, hey, those nine burritos that kind of gave you uh, the squirts, that tenth one... (laughs) That tenth one's gonna be free. I'm like, I, yeah, the tenth one's gonna be worth it. Just go for it. <laughs> it's gonna be a free burrito that ge- that gives me the squirts. I'm like, yes. And I mean, you just won't be spending any money then. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, okay. You're still gonna get the squirts, but you won't spend any money. Yeah. Free, free squirts. <laughs> free squirts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel 
bad because I, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I've been trying to watch funny shows. Like, yeah. uh, comedy is just calling my name because of all of this stuff. But Ron and I, Ron loves uh, David Duchovny as an actor. thinks he's really great. And, I mean, I think he's fine. I just haven't watched a whole lot of shows he's been in. I haven't watched a lot of shows, period. So this has been yeah. an interesting change for Monica during the pandemic. <laughs> but we watched a show called um, Aquarius, which is about a detective during the time of the Manson murders and all that. Mm. Which I'm fascinated by uh, serial killers because for a while I thought I wanted to be an FBI profiler, yada, yada, yada. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's a period of time that I find interesting. And it'll be cool to see how much the fiction side of it takes over the actual story. Um, it was a really great show. But then we got to the end and I was like, wait, where's where's the rest of it? That's <laughs> That's it? And Ron's like, yeah, I got canceled. I'm like, no, this is this is bullshit. Like, oh, my God. Now I know how anime fans feel when their favorite show just ends on a cliffhanger. This is some bullshit. Like, I am mad. <laughs> so I feel you, anime fans. I finally feel you. <laughs> That's actually but, yeah, the one show, like the one like really big show for me that stars you where I'm like, huh, it's Dead Man Wonderland because I read the manga. I'm like, are you oh. fucking kidding me? Are you? We don't even know that she, mother. Oh, <laughs> so much. And the manga has gone on forever. And I'm like, you know what? And everybody asks me that one in Panty and Stocking. They ask all the time. And I'm like, look, it did so much better here in the West than it did in Japan. And it's really hard to convince the Japanese that they should make something that won't make them any money, possibly. <laughs> but... I still have hope that maybe they'll give it, like, the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood treatment someday and go back to the manga and, like, be a little more close to the manga. Because I love that show. I love that character. And I hate that it just kind of left on a... Like, just sad. (laughs) A lot of people died. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Or the same thing, like, for... for recovery of M- and an MMO junkie there is something yes. where it's like well it's just it didn't end with them kissing We're like well yeah they're awkward as fuck how awkward would that kiss be at the end of yes. 10 episodes 10 episodes yes. and then a really awkward like uh, oh ow oh, oh, oh wait shit. your nose is in the way oh god oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's like a, hey you can always I can always hold out for another season or anything like that. But yeah, you do that too. Or sometimes you'll be watching like a live action show and just go, huh, so this is where the producer team changed. Okay. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, as you know, I recently had a run in with a live action, which will not be named. Um, And it could have been a really good movie. It's just that it goes on like 45 minutes too long. Yeah. Um, it's a story that really should have taken about, you know, a third of what, <laughs> of what they dragged it out to be. But I had never written a live action before. So I was catching things that as a moviegoer, like when I watched it the first time, I didn't notice any of these things. They used like the same group of like 20 actors to do everything. Oh, So I'm yeah. watching a scene and there's like dudes coming in, they're angry and they're protesting and I'm like, oh, okay, there, there's that guy. Okay, he's a bit. He's bit number four or whatever. <laughs> then we go on to where there's all the legislators sitting around a big, and there he is again. And then there's a guy on TV that's talking about this medication and there he is again. And I'm like, this guy is very recognizable. Why did you give him like 10 roles? <laughs> like, I had no idea that was a thing. And also, 
Writing live action sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad. The translation was like so short. They'd be like, we have a problem, sir. And then the mouth is like, I'm like, how do I extend that? We have a really, 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 really big problem, sir. It's going to, oh, well, no, the dub is a musical, you see. Yeah. We're just going to, I'm saying it's a really big problem, sir. I'm like, oh, well, the internals are like, I'm sorry. It's a He's got a lot of vibrato. That's all. Yeah. And that's something, obviously, we've talked about numerous times, but like with live actions, it's just, I, you know, I've had, I've directed one, it was the, a Korean one where there were no subtitles given or no translations given to me. So I actually Ugh. had to call a friend in Korea, be like, hey, you want to make 200 bucks? And she got it to me like pretty quick, but it was a lot of like, I don't understand this. Like, it's a reference to this. And I'm like, huh, huh. okay, fine. But then uh... there are English speaking people. And no matter what, oh, you that's do, the worst. No matter what you do, <laughs> like oh, you you would think this would be easy. Like that's actually going to be the most frustrating because you know it should fit. But I could ADR my own stuff and go. Hopefully, it'll fit. Like my own recording over my mouth. <laughs> I mean, but with us, it's hard when we're friend. Like when you're hanging out with friends that don't do what we do. What was it? Stephen and I were watching a really bad horror movie that came out in 97 called Wishmaster that I love. But it's, uh, mm-hmm. like, it's not great. <laughs> um, and uh, Stephen and I were watching it. I'm like, wow, everyone is ADR'd. Like, in every scene, everything is ADR'd. Yes. And so we tickled, like, we were tickled by it. But, <laughs> like, if you were just watching that with, like, one other person, they're like, I don't give a fuck that it's ADR. Just shut up. Shut up. It ruins it for you. <laughs> it totally takes you out of the experience. Like the first time I think that I noticed it, and I'm surprised it took me so long, was um I love the book The Other Boleyn Girl. Mm-hmm. But the movie was not I mean it was okay. It's okay. It was not great. The book is I always couldn't. better. But I couldn't. I, yeah. I I turned it off in about thirty minutes in. Yeah, it was yeah. not very good. But I didn't it was the first time I'd noticed because I went to go see it on the big screen and there's a scene, I forget which one. But there's a whole bunch of people in the background. And, you know, they are so prominently featured that your eye just kind of veers away from Natalie Portman for a moment. And I was just kind of looking at the people in the background. And I realized none of the voices I heard were coming out of their mouths. Like the timing was all off. It's like they just brought in a loop group and said, just talk. And they didn't even bother to look at anybody's faces to try and match it up even slightly. So... I was so distracted by what was happening in the background. I completely missed out on what was happening in the scene. So I had to like elbow my friend. I'm like, what What happened? It's like, how did you miss that? I'm like, I was so busy focusing on how none of the people in the back, none of their flip, their flaps matched. <laughs> she goes, what? I'm like, oh, I'll explain after the movie. None of their flaps <laughs> matched. Or for like, for me with anytime H. John Benjamin is on there, I'm like, stop. You are letting him get away with all these plosives. Either pull the mic away. Yeah. Or clean it. Uh, and I love it's a fantastic actor, but of course, the one friend's thing. I just like Bob's Burgers. Can we just watch this? I'm like, yeah, we can, but I'm going to be visibly flinching the whole time. <laughs> I, yeah. Or so. It's amazing what you start noticing, like, and especially on the radio. 
I can't get over. Like, there are filters. You literally put a plug-in into your recording, and it'll take all the clicks and pops out, or at least most of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm so surprised how many commercials I hear on the radio and on television where they have done no cleaning whatsoever. So all you hear is like, yeah, gross like, mouth noises. I'm like, stop, stop. No, or like for, for audiobooks, they actually really enjoy... Uh, they want you to keep the smackies in. They want you to keep in like the breaths. I'm like, oh, why? Uh, it, it's a yeah. hard thing. <laughs> it's a hard thing to te- like to just get out of. So sometimes when if I've been doing an audiobook and I go into like anime, there was a point where it, this was a while ago because it was Bevins. He's like, this isn't an audiobook. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let me clean that up. Gotta sorry. take it out. Let me clean that I up. I think I, I just got a, hey, babe. My hey, babe. Ron is up here. <laughs> you want to say hi? He says hi. <laughs> what are you looking for? This drink. Oh, I have the fridge unplugged because I'm recording. <laughs> so in my office, I have this little refrigerator with like, you know, waters and stuff in it. But I have to unplug it every time I record because if it turns on, it's this really low, awful hum mm-hmm. in the back of everything. So I have to unplug it. So I'm like, um, they might be warm. So enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, it's Terry and Steve. Hi. Recording her podcast oh, right now. Why don't you? Well, no, it's not on camera. He just oh, hid okay. behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I see you. I see you, mother. No. no, they can't see me. No, you're no. good. Can be, like, naked. No, you cannot be naked. <laughs> no, you cannot be naked. <laughs> Terry says, no, you cannot. <laughs> well, now I'm going to be naked just because. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just going to hang out? Oh, no. I'll come find you later. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Okay. I love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Apparently, he came up to tell me a story about I had asked him to get an ant bait because we have a, like a little sugar ant issue in our oh, no. <laughs> in our kitchen. So I was like, could you just pick up an ant bait? I'm going to call the pest control guy on Monday. But he came up here to let me know why he couldn't pick up the ant bait. And I'm like, I'm, baby, I'm recording. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, I got distracted. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Neither one of us have taken our ADHD medicine today. So it's a free for all. <laughs> I forget that uh, <laughs> you have ADHD. Because it doesn't. Like I don't a mofo. No, uh, I think the one time that I think you mentioned it to me is you happen to be texting me at 3 a.m. You're like, hey, I know that you're not awake right now, but this is this, ADD, um, so da 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 like, message me immediately when you wake up. I'm like, oh, my God. It's because I know now I've gotten better. Now I have a notebook that I keep by my bedside. That's like, if I think of something, I'll write it in a notebook or in my phone so that the next morning I'm like, okay, hey, Terry, so that I'm not texting you at 3 o'clock in the morning. But yeah, it's it's hard Like because I didn't realize, like, my whole life I, you know, had no issue with, like, grades. I, I was one of those people that didn't really have to study a whole lot. I just kind of magically read the books and was able to do the thing. Mm-hmm. So when I finally... Gosh, it was several years ago. I was trying to write a script and just I hit this writer's block that just would not go away. And it made me 
completely freak out. Like I was just, I was in tears. I was frustrated. I, I couldn't figure out what's going on. So I'm like, well, I need to go see somebody about this because this is not normal. I feel like I'm having like some kind of breakdown. So I went in and talked to the psychiatrist and and I'm talking to him and he goes, I just want to stop you right there because I thought maybe it was anxiety or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have ADHD. I was like, what? No, I don't. He goes, you 100% have ADHD. And he's like, do you want me to tell you why? And I'm like, sure. And he goes, you see your leg? And my leg was like bouncing. He goes, that's a sign. He's like, you know, you cut me off a couple of times. That's a sign. And he's like, do you ever do this? Do you ever do that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, yep, those are all signs. He's like, you 100% have ADHD. And I'm like, um, but I was a great student in school. And sometimes I hyper-focus. He goes, yes, those are also signs. What he said, and I thought it was interesting, is that women, um, because we've gotten so good at multitasking and trying to, like, prove that we are good at what we do, which actually kind of goes on with what's happening in the movie. Um, (laughs) We tend to overcompensate. And so a lot of women don't actually get diagnosed with ADHD until they're in their 30s, like or late 20s or 30s, 40s, because it's just we've had no need for it. We've gotten beyond it. And then comes a time where your brain just goes, "Okay, this has been fun and all, but I'm tired. Help. Yeah. Help. Uh, that, so it's, it's tricky. That, that doesn't shock me at all. I mean, that that also is the case with um, that's why more often than not, women's pain isn't taken as seriously. Yes. Um, because we are just kind of told that we're overreacting to that. So we we swallow pain a lot, too, where it's yes. like a, 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 even um, what was it? I got. During, what was it, the end of 2017, uh, Zoe's leash was really um, tangled up in a fire hydrant. As I was clearing it, this dog came out of nowhere and bit me in the face. Oh, it, God, I remember that. Yes. I remember that. And so, meanwhile, Zoe's, like, further tangling herself and all this stuff. But, mm. uh, <laughs> like, afterwards, Stephen's treating me, and I'm, like, bleeding from my face. And uh, he's like, I feel like y- you want to scream. And I'm like, no, because I have a session tomorrow, and I'm just, yeah. uh, I, I can't <laughs> scream. <laughs> I can't scream. And so I'm just, like, crying, but I'm also, like, making sure Aww. that my nasal patch- passage is clear. And I'm like, I just need you to make it to where I can move my face because uh, it was during interviews with Monster Girls. I'm like, Machi, uh, Machi smiles a lot. So, And Steven's like, I think you just need to let yourself scream. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm fine. <laughs> but <laughs> blood, okay. blood, 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 blood. I'm like, that would be me. Yeah, like like the hardcore gangsta for life. Like, dude, you're bleeding. I'm like, oh, no, nah, man, it's nothing. Nah. It's no big deal. It's, it's true. Good. <laughs> like, I think our pain tolerance is something most ladies don't realize it. And I'm sure there's something, you know, built into us because of the whole having babies situation and stuff, um, which I have chosen not to do <laughs> because boo. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I will say that, yeah, my pain tolerance is ridiculous. And there's been several times where I don't even realize how bad it is. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, migraines and stuff. And then they'll go in and I'm like, are your ears ringing or this or that? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, that means that this is a hardcore migraine. You should be in bed. I'm like, I feel okay. I mean, I could feel better. (laughs) (laughs) It cracks me up. Like having an, uh, uh, I had a uh, fractured wrist when I was nine. And I remember my family being like, 
well, you know, she's a little dramatic because I was an actor even back then before I was an actor. Mm-hmm. She's a little dramatic, so we'll just wrap it up with a scarf and she'll be fine. Oh, and so I went to ballet and everything and I'm like, uh, mom, my wrist, it it really is bothering me. Like, it doesn't hurt her. She's like, well, on a scale to one to ten, I'm like, it's like a five. But, you know, I, I think Whatever. I need to go to the doctor. It's, yeah. yeah, she finally took me to the doctor and it ended up being like this major fracture and I had to have a cast and all this. And my mom was crying for like a week, like, I'm a horrible mother. I'm like, no, you're a great mother. It's just that I know that I'm a dramatic child, but I'm telling you right now, like, I'm in pain. <laughs> like, please help. And the doctor was like, she should have real like you should have known that she was in that much pain like it's kind of impressive that she was able to get through the week without screaming and crying and being like take me to the doctor because I mean to me it was like oh I mean it's uncomfortable but whatever tie it with a scarf tie it tight I'll be fine (laughs) I also think like it's a culture thing because you and I have very similar Mm -hmm. backgrounds and a lot of stuff uh, <laughs> being latchkey kids and also being from Hispanic yeah. households. Like, it, it's that yeah. kind of thing where it's like our pain isn't necessarily dis- discarded, but like, it, for me, like my grandmother, I could be like, oh, I think I hurt my wrist. She's like, well, you know what? When I was your age, I was like lifting hay bales by myself. Like, yes. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I mean, you're a fucking badass bitch. I'm not going to lie, but my. <laughs> My shoulder yeah, hurts. My <laughs> shoulder really hurts. Like, come on. You don't know what yeah, pain my, is. I'm like, I think I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my dad, because I have allergies. And so every once in a while, I'll wake up and my nose will be a little stuffy or whatever. Because um, I try not to take allergy medicine every day because as voice actors, it makes us extra clicky and poppy. It and really all that does. It's so gross. But my dad will call and be like, hey, Monique. <laughs> Why are you sick again? You are always sick. Why are you sick? I'm like, Dad, I'm not sick. It's just allergies. Well, why do you have the problems with the allergies? You go see the doctor. They give you the medicine. I'm like, Dad, I'm a voice actor. <laughs> this, the medicine does this, that, that. And he's like, I don't understand. It makes no sense. Bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm like, oh, my God. I love you, Daddy, but no. Well, and that's where it's like like with what we do, it's like your problems are not real problems. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, they are <laughs> To me and my job, they're like, oh, well, (laughs) well, yeah, like my dad worked at a federal prison. My mom works for the like Department of Transportation. Yeah, those are not like, oh, by the way, do you know what a sundere is? Like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I learned very quickly that if I was going to vent, which everybody, no matter how much you love your job, there are just days where you need to vent and you can need to get stuff out. I've learned that I cannot do that with any member of my family except for my youngest brother, Miguel, because Miguel works in the video game industry. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so he gets it to an extent. Um, but even he sometimes are like, Monica. And I'm like, I know, but I'm, I'm not <laughs> complaining. I just need to get this out. And then let me say it. I've done like four conventions in a row and I'm tired. And he's like. Monica. <laughs> I know. Just let me just let me be upset for five seconds and then I'll get over it and be incredibly grateful for all of my opportunities. But right now I just want to complain a little bit. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> I'm tired. Those are not real problems. No. <laughs> yeah. That's not a real problem. That's like a vacation. No, it's not a vacation. You don't understand. <laughs> 
Oh, I know. Like, oh, I would love to be like for someone to pay for a trip. I'm like, well, no, don't get me wrong. It was great. But I mean, <laughs> I forget what made my mother react this way. I said, it just takes a lot of my personal energy away. And she was like, oh, my God, that's like the whitest thing you've ever fucking said. <laughs> and she's like, and you said and you said Tomatillo. OK, like. I'm like, what? Did you really say tomatillo? I was with Steven on the phone, and I'm like, uh, Steven's like, do you want to get some tomatillos? I'm like, yeah, we can get some tomatillos. My mom went, excuse me, and I went, I'm sorry, tomatillos. <laughs> tomatillos. <laughs> I'm with a very oh, white man. He can't even say tres. He has to say, he say, ooh, I love tres leche. And I'm like, I will leave yeah. you. I will leave. <laughs> But yeah, like, but it does like with with conventions and stuff, uh, you're not going to enjoy it. And also it was something uh, because, you know, Sarah, my best friend. And yes, I love Sarah. uh, The first convention she saw me at where I was a guest, she she did it in her most Sarah way. She's like, I do not like the way you are at conventions. And I'm like, "Uh," (laughs) and I, I was kind of like, I get it. But then like a couple years later, she's like, by the way, I remember saying that to you. And I realized how shitty that was because. I didn't realize it at the time, but you were at work. And I'm like, I was at work. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I can't be like ter- like Sarah Terry when I'm at work because I wouldn't yeah. be here. Um, but yeah, you have to, you do have to, it's not like we're being fake, but we definitely have to be a little more open to people. Right. And- <laughs> I always say that it's like yourself times 10 because yes. it's you. You're not pretending to be somebody you aren't. But I know like, and I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, I feed off of the energy I'm given. Oh, so yeah. if I come to my table and there's a lot of people and they're all excited, then my energy automatically goes sky high. And I'm like, hey, let's all do the thing. Because people will ask, like, how do you go? Because there's days where like, and I'm so thankful. I don't want anybody to think that I'm complaining in any way because I'm not. In fact, I tell my people that help me in the morning, I'm like, okay, if we're busy, like I'm not going to make these people wait in line while I go eat lunch and all that stuff. I'm going to continue to go as long as I can, except for panels and photos and stuff. I'm like, but if you guys need a break, please don't feel like you have to work my crazy hours. You can take a break whenever you want. Just know that I'm probably going to stay through. And most of them are troopers. And I'm like, no, I'm going to work with you. And I'll buy them lunch and stuff to make up for it. But Mm -hmm. um, there's times where it's like, you know, there's so many people. And people are like, how do you go through from 10 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night without eating, you know, (laughs) barely drinking any water? And I'm like, it's because of the energy. Like, I feed off of other people's energy in a way. And I know that's an extroverted quality, but... I don't consider myself an extrovert. Neither do <laughs> Not I. Not all the time. No. But no, I, it is definitely something you feed off of, and you can't help but get, like, pumped and excited and match the energy you're getting, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, we've we've talked about it several times where, like, there have been major life things, obviously, that we're going through, but at a convention, you're almost grateful for that energy because it's like, oh, mm-hmm. an escape. Great. Yeah, I, uh, and I, I miss it right now. Like, I miss, you know, the, having the fans around and being able to talk about stuff and, you know, all of the love and joy and support. And so I hope we can get back to it um, sooner mm-hmm. than later because I really do. I miss I miss my folks. I miss all my peeps. Yeah, I, I was you know? in negotiations uh, for one that was going to be in the Northeast, which, you know, is, is 
just my my comfort zone. Um, yeah. Uh, you and I have done a couple cons together up there, but um, yes, <laughs> which is just so funny. You're like, it really doesn't matter that we're in Maine right now. We're just being dicks anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, I I do miss the interactions and uh, uh, being uh, and living with OCD. uh, There are precautions that everyone now is taking that I'm like, yeah, that's just my life. Uh, Where where you guys are being dicks to me about like, like, uh, hey, can uh, you just said that you were sick? Can you leave that pen on the table? And my engineer's like, that was rude. I'm like, is it? Is it really? To be like, hey, I know you're sniffling and you totally lied to the talent coordinator about being sick, um, but you were able to cover it up and it doesn't show in the read. Thank you. Please don't fucking touch anything else on the way out so I can sanitize <laughs> yeah. everything. Um, but now it's a, yeah, there's going to be adjustments, obviously, and I, I'm curious how the con stuff is going to happen after this. Yeah, the last one I went to before all of this went down, I went to Liverpool Comic Con. Mm. Shout out to Liverpool! Everybody was fantastic, but this shows you like how <laughs> how behind our country was, I guess. <laughs> because I wasn't, I knew that there was a virus, and I knew about Wuhan, and I knew about all that stuff. I didn't realize what a big threat it was. I mean, because I don't read a ton of news, but I try mm-hmm. to stay up to date. But when we got there. Um, There were still people walking around, but the convention didn't have as many people as they expected. But also on the tables, there was like a hand sanitizer and it said no handshakes. And I'm like, wow, okay, it's gotten to that level. I didn't realize that that's where we are now. And throughout the weekend, you know, people were very cautious. It said like, hey, it says no handshakes. And I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. Like, whatever. If I get it, I get it. Like, I had no idea like how intense it was. And, of course, then I come home, and I'm pretty sure I got it. (laughs) So talk about karma. Like, ah, if I get it, whatever, it'll be fine. Although, to be fair, I don't think that I got it from anybody at the convention. But, yeah, yeah, then I was in bed for two weeks, like, trying to get a test, which was impossible. Um, And it took me a good, like, two weeks after that just to start to feel like a human again. It's crazy. But now I'm going to be more careful. I mean, I'll still... I say that. I say I'm going to be more careful, but I know myself. I'll I'll still give hugs. I'll still do that stuff just because I can't help it. I can't. <laughs> I will sacrifice myself for the hugs. <laughs> for the for the handshakes and the fist bumps and the hugs. I will sacrifice myself. I I, I love a good hug. I do. And a handshake, I'm not really a, a fond of a handshake because I tend to like do like the the big redneck handshake where it's like, uh, if you don't shake my hand very aggressively, I do not respect yeah. you. That kind yeah. of shit. But I always get like at conventions that like always get like that like scared handshake. I'm like, oh, now I just feel like I'm breaking your hand. I don't want to do Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, want to do that either. Or if they're a really short person and I'm like, okay, I I have very big boobs. Uh, like, I do not want <laughs> It's going to be a little awkward. I don't want to murder you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but what a way I to do go. I do like, though, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> that is a way to go. Hey. Um, I do say I like that people have started to be really respectful. I remember back in the day, um, there were several conventions where I got glomped, mm-hmm. where people would run from the other side of the room and literally jump on me and knock me to the ground. Yeah. Which then you have to have a conversation of like, hey, um, no, 
<laughs> Please don't do that. Don't. It's terrifying and it hurts. Um, but now it's been so great because everybody who comes up will be like, you know, is it okay? Do you, you know, can I hug you? Or is it okay if I give you a hug? And I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you so much for asking. Like, you know, just being aware of consent. And not only that, like with cosplayers and photos, making sure you ask, like, hey, can I get a photo? Not just taking random pictures, because I know if I was a cosplayer and I spent a whole lot of time and money creating an awesome outfit, and then you got a picture of me picking my nose, I would be pissed. Uh, <laughs> so it's like just being aware. But I I love that so much. I love that that's become a thing that people are so much more uh, compassionate towards others. And I'm glad that that change has happened. It really has. I, I've noticed it in uh, the shorter time. Uh, I, like, I love that you and I can talk uh, on the same level, but like, it took a while for me to be like, oh, I am not where you are, Monica. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, but that's, <laughs> that's just time and stuff. And with conventions... I think you're a lot braver than me because when bigger conventions ask, I immediately get a panic attack <laughs> about like uh, it's terrifying. Yeah, it, yeah, just the crowd that you're considering, and then it's a oh yeah. So like about the merch that you're going to be selling, I'm like, uh huh, <sighs> yeah, sure. Um, like, and you have a book? I'm like, yeah, I have a book. <gasps> yeah, I, um, I can yeah. do that. They're like, and uh, what kind of Ad advertising stuff. I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, please stop asking me all of these questions because I don't know. What do you need from me? Um, and that's just yeah. from the you know the self promotion side of it. But then on top of everything else, it's um, how are you going to sell yourself to this convention? And um, but then on top of everything else, it's the way that you interact with your fans. I think that all of us interact in different ways. Uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotten to the point where people are so courteous that, like, if they've taken a photo of me after the fact, they're like, I am so sorry I did not ask. I will delete it right now. I'm like, I, can, I, <laughs> can I see the photo? Oh, shit. Let's get a better one. Like, yeah, delete that. Yeah. We're going to get a better one. But, um, or, like, nervous Google people. Google lasts forever. I, I wish that. Yes. I, I wish that nervous people realized how nervous we were. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Like, like there was a girl in Colorado last year that was shaking and uh, the big one, because uh, you don't like notice how like certain characters are really hot for a specific convention. Like, uh, wow, it's a lot of Virgo shit in yeah. this one. Or like there's <laughs> a lot of Machi shit. And for Moriko, like Moriko is a pretty good consistent one or Assassination Classroom is a pretty consistent one. But like, uh, yes. like. She was very, very nervous, and she was beautiful, uh, like, dressed like this unicorn or whatever. And so I signed something, and then she left, and her mother, like, had to come back. Like, she wanted to ask for a photo, but she's crying. And I'm like, Aww. I like, have to look at my handler. I'm like, hey, is it okay if I step away from a second, like, getting tissues? And they're like, uh, oh, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, I, I know I'm not supposed to, but I, I'm doing that right right now <laughs> and like so like dabbed her face and I'm like sweetie sweetie I'm here for you like it's fine she's like okay okay and I'm like and you're making me really nervous she's like okay good like ah like but it's this whole like all right <laughs> yeah let's, I had let's, clean up. let's get that Ugh. yeah I had a young lady in Victoria um who was absolutely so sweet but she was terrified to come talk to me 
And her family came up and told me, like, hey, she really wants to talk to you, but she's so scared. So I kind of snuck up behind her at one point, and I just kind of tapped her on the shoulder and said hi. And I scared her to the point where she (laughs) fell to the floor, and I felt horrible. So I sat on the floor next to her, and we started talking. And then Ian came over, and I'm like, look, we're having a powwow on the floor. And so then she was totally cool with it. But at the time, I was like, oh, my God, I feel horrible for scaring her. And I'm going to kick to the movie real quick because right now, even though they have no idea, they don't know what we're watching. But I will say this little right here, I wish that I could tell every person, be like, this is what it's like to be a woman. Um, I went and saw this movie with Ron and my stepson. And it was during, you know, of course, all of the craziness that's happening that we won't talk about here because um, so during all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I've got people that don't like me very much because they don't know me, and that's disappointing, but whatever. So during all of that mess, I was watching this film, and that part came up, and I just started bawling. I was, and afterwards, Ron was like, what happened? Like, did you not like it? And I was like, no, I loved it. And the reason I did is that right there, that is the best um, representation Mm-hmm. of what it feels like to be a woman, in my mm-hmm. opinion, in modern film that I have seen anyway, um, because I felt mm-hmm. Yep, that's what you have to do. You have to. Um, and you, it doesn't matter how much it hurts. It doesn't matter how – if you want to prove that you can do what everybody else does, you're going to have to do 10 times the work, 10 times the, you know, everything, just to prove your point, just to mm-hmm. be on the same level as a guy. And that's unfortunate. And it's not always true, but definitely I've grown up with a lot of it. And that particular man, ugh, every time I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even think of it until you, uh, till I was like, Hey, I'm thinking it's going to be this film. Uh, because I, I think I've casually mentioned it before, but yeah, people give me five films and I'm the one that picks from that, uh, <laughs> where yeah, producer lady stuff, but you told me about a specific, this, that specific scene and it hit me, but in a totally different way. And that's the beauty of film is <laughs> yes yeah. uh like a it can mean so much to so many different people or like there um one of my top five which i'll have uh is uh <laughs> and yes when yeah, i watched it as a 20 year old with you know my you know the someone that i was in love with but obviously it didn't work out um i I watched it, and I'm like, okay. And then I watched it again about two years ago, and Steven had never seen it. And we were watching it, and I cried, like, off and on at different various points of the movie in no way that I did when I initially saw it. And it's because I lived a different life since then. Um, And your experiences are just shaped more, and it just hit, hit me in a different way than it had. And, I mean, can... I can't fathom you having seen this movie uh, if you hadn't gone through what you've gone through, which, again, I, I've i said it before in so many ways, but I don't understand where you get the strength to sound as strong as you do some days because <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, it's I'm, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like, Thank you. And I love welcome. you. And I, you know, I think the thing that that keeps me going is the fact that 
I just keep reminding myself, these people don't know me. They've never mm-hmm. met me. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that are making YouTube videos, like the reason I don't respond is because it's not worth my time. These are people no. who've never met me. They don't care about me. And they're also, they're entertaining. Like the reason that they're doing this is because they're trying to entertain the masses. None of this stuff is true. It's, it's sensationalizing. All just, oh, Yes, 100%. They don't actually believe any of that stuff. And so, you know, at this point, I'm like taking the high road because everybody that I work with supports me. Mm -hmm. Everybody that I'm friends with supports me. The majority of the fans support me. So, you know, I'm sorry that these people don't know me and like to talk smack about me and my fiance and my family and my friends. But um, eventually it'll all come out and people will realize like who the, who the good people are and who aren't, because mm-hmm. it's like, look, I'm not going to give any of that my time. It's just, it's not worth it. Um, and it makes me sad that there are people in this world that have nothing better to do than to try to tear other people down to pull themselves up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe in karma. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not too concerned about it because I know in the end, you know, they'll have to pay for for what they've done. So not my problem. No. I will let karma do its thing. <laughs> karma. <laughs> but can, thank you, Terry. That yeah. means the world. You're, I mean, you're really, really welcome. And it's, it's not just for show purposes, obviously, because uh, what was it? It's been over a year now since all of this stuff has happened. And it's that yeah. kind of thing, or it happened to me. At, and it's so sad that I'm comparing it to this. But when my dad passed away, it was the like, mm. uh, all these people around me that think they're helping by kind of being up in my business and I'm like I just need you to leave me alone but then you're wondering like where like everybody else is and like oh they're respecting the space I'm like no please stop respecting my space I need all of you fuckers around me like I need that damn it right Uh, it's hard and I know that it's hard for you know our friends and family to know where that line is mm -hmm. um but yeah, I will say that that all of my friends, all of you guys have been so great about being supportive and being there when I need you and um, just everything for such a horrible, horrible time in my life to have so many people just constantly sending texts like, hey, just making sure you're cool and mm-hmm. remember you're loved and all this stuff. And that's why I started doing it on Instagram, which I need to get back into. Um, was because there were so many people that shared love with me. I'm like, I need to share love back. You know, all this love that was given to me, I need to give it back. And so I'm going to try to use that as my outlet to let people know they are loved. And I wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. And I appreciate it. But it was definitely hard times. I will tell you that, um, like, the it was mostly the harassment and stuff. And that's terrifying because you don't know. Like, we live in crazy times. People do crazy things. So, you know, a threat on the Internet to somebody else might not seem like a big deal. But to me, I'm like, you know, I've been doxxed. My information's out there. Yeah. Somebody could show up at my house. Um, now, granted, they will find that we have an outrageous security system. <laughs> uh, but... At the same time, you know, it's like you can't tell somebody else what to be afraid of and what not to be afraid of. And it was really bad for a while. And even still now, it's mostly just if Funimation posts something or Sentai or whatever, there'll be some people on there. I think most of them are bots anyway. Um, But what really makes me sad about it, and this is a lot not just about uh, people online, but uh, just our country as a whole, is I'm tired of people not taking the time to educate themselves and just listening to what somebody else says on the subject and taking that as truth. Right. Um, right. It, I don't mean, be I, a lemming, you it's know? Not, it's not a we. I think it's that whole thing. Uh, it's 
vaguely the same thing. It's when someone new comes in and says, yeah, I want to be a lead. And if I say anything other than, you can be a lead fucking tomorrow, I'm a dick, apparently. Uh, But it's like a, it's okay for us to talk about something and you be like, I don't have enough info to form an opinion on that. Right. That's totally acceptable. But then to say, like, I'm going to watch this one person, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's the news or this one channel or whatever, and try to to form an opinion on Mm -hmm. a topic based off of one source is is ridiculous, in my opinion. Like, then you're just being a lemming. You're just taking whatever you're being fed as opposed to getting out there and reading and figuring out what really is going on. Um, I think people would be surprised. You know, I started with the, you know, the elections and stuff. I started really trying to not go to the news outlets, but go to the actual sources. So, like, the... um, the AP and Reuters and stuff like that. So before they actually get their opinion on top of it, try to get my news there. And same thing for like the lawsuit stuff. It's like, if you're going to watch one YouTuber talk about it, who doesn't even know what's going on, who hasn't read a court document, then you're only getting a very slighted side of the story. Like you don't even know what's going on. Um, And that's what's frustrating. We're often, yeah, we're often misled by our own personal bias. And, I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. the way it is. But also, the human brain is a funny thing. It protects itself in a lot of ways. And that's why stepping into the unknown is something that's so often brave to do is because it's not something you're comfortable with. It's not something that you know. Uh, So whenever you have an already formed opinion about something or someone and something comes in to not necessarily challenge it, but your brain takes it as a challenge, often people would be like, oh, wait, I don't know about that. But it seems to be very much favored now to immediately meet that ignorance with hatred. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's okay to to not have an opinion at all or rather than be like, well, you know what? I really liked so-and-so in da-da-da. So fuck that person that's saying this about that. And like, I... <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, for your brain, that's a really nice place to be in. And be like, well, no, I just don't, I just don't like this person because I love that other person. I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm a loyal bitch. Doesn't make but, a whole lot of sense, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm loyal to a fault at times, but there have been instances, obviously, where it's a, hey, I need to talk to you. I'm like, yeah, oh, what's up? Yeah. So this thing happened to me, and like, what? This fucking, and this is actually a real scenario. Like, this thing happened to me. Like, who the fuck was it? And it was mm-hmm. another friend of mine. And yeah, there were moments where I'm like, I know, I've known that person since like birth. There is no way. And turns out it's true. And they admit to it. And you're like, how do you come to terms with that? Right. You know, uh, yeah. but unfortunately, it's, yeah, it, it's very, very hard. But um, I think sometimes you there's just often a danger in a comfort rather than just reading and trying to admit that you don't know everything. Um, but right. all, and the people, yeah. that, the people that often speak up, like yourself, um, 
it's even more so troubling because people have found that it's like four times more, what was it, four times more intense than what you went through, just constantly reliving it by having to tell a story again or having oh, 100%. to deal with, you know, the aftermath of this kind of, yeah, the harassment and the disbelief and the right. channels and whatever it is. Or but having, having people who ha- who don't know you and who weren't there try to uh, manipulate what you said into their idea of what they think happened. And it's like, you guys, okay, I'm the one that was there. I'm the one that was traumatized. I could draw you a picture of the freaking hotel room if you really wanted. But okay, you tell me how I felt and what happened. You go right ahead. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's frustrating. But at the same time, you know, people are people. And, and I I don't fault them for it. I I forgive all of these people that harass me just because I'm like, they don't understand. They don't get the full deal. And eventually I'll be able to talk about it and I will be very clear. Um, But right now it's like, you know, there's only so much that I can say about it and I can't. And I won't give any of the trolls the time of day because it's just not worth it. Um, But eventually it'll be nice to be able to say, hey, so remember when they told you that this happened? Well, here's what actually happened and here's the receipts. Because that's the thing is that all of these people that are lying about us seem to forget that, you know, I have documents and documentation and stuff that shows that they're lying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like, but, you know, go ahead and believe who you want to believe. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just crazy. Dude, I, yeah. And obviously, like before the pandemic where so many of us were, or all of us hopefully are locked away, obviously not all Mm -hmm. of us are locked away. Some of us are protesting in groups, uh, Uh being very, (laughs) very smart individuals. Um, Hopefully not (laughs) injecting any disinfectant. (laughs) Well, I'm having a Clorox, I'm having a Clorox wipe sandwich right now. Is that bad? Uh, But (laughs) Jesus Christ. Por que no fabuloso? Por que no? (laughs) Because we're out. We're out. Oh, okay. Well, I've got plenty, girl. Lavender if you need it. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That was a Hispanic joke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know the Hispanics are like, yeah, fabulous. Everybody else is like, what? They're Purple, like, what? Yeah, we're all <laughs> laughing, but answer the fucking question seriously. Where is the... <laughs> <laughs> I think oh the first gosh. time I saw that with Steven at like Dollar Tree or something, he's like, look at that. I'm like, why are you laughing? Like, that's a that's a real brand, baby. <laughs> that's a real fucking brand. And I'm it's like, awesome. <laughs> you can clean the whole house with that shit. <laughs> It'll smell like the fakest lavender you've ever smelled, and you'll love it. Just in the last five years, I stopped sanitizing with Windex. Y'all need to leave me the fuck alone. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like that's not hand sanitizer. I'm like, you need to shut your fucking mouth. Like, I looked out, man, when we got, I mean, this isn't looked out, but <laughs> earlier this year, Ron and I got norovirus, um, I think from You're a so chicken lucky. place. So. <laughs> Yeah, woohoo! I puked my guts out. Had to miss a con. But we got norovirus, and after we got norovirus, I was like, I don't, it's miserable. Oh my God, it is so miserable. I was asleep on the bathroom floor, like just so I could be closer to the toilet. It was awful, awful, awful. Um, (laughs) But I went right afterwards and I got on Amazon and I bought what I thought was one 
tub of like medical grade sanitizer, like wipes. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be like a case of <laughs> medical grade sanitizer wipes. But little did I know, I was like, gosh, I'm going to have to unload some of this stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then the pandemic came along and I'm like, oh, shit, I've got the mother load. <laughs> Hold on to it. And now I've been, like, trying to find places where I can give a tub or two. Like, I think I gave some to my gym. I gave some to some other neighbors and stuff. But I'm like, I should be giving these to medical professionals. But I don't even know how to – what do you do? Just go to the emergency room and drop it on their doorstep? <laughs> I have no idea. But now we're only down to, like, two tubs of – so I'm like, okay, I think we'll probably hold on to these because I still – you know, like when you cook chicken and stuff, it's nice to know that you can like wipe down the counters and everything and you're yeah. not going to get the norovirus again. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I don't. Ugh. No, I don't remember that. But just been lucky. It was like last. Oh, gosh. I don't remember. I was supposed to go to um, a Comic-Con. Oh, God. What was the name of it? I can't remember right now. But I had to cancel because... I thought, oh, okay, it's a 24-hour bug. I'll be fine. It was not. It was at least 48 hours, and it was awful. It was the worst 48 hours of my life. I hated it. Don't ever get the norovirus, y'all. It's the worst. And I can't imagine because that's what people get on cruise ships. I cannot imagine having the norovirus on a cruise ship with my significant other. Like, I just, I can't. No. We're no. close, but I, no, no, I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are obviously, yeah, like last year at my my medical emergency, which I've talked about on the show, but like that was the whole Mm -hmm. thing where like just being sick at a con or like being inconvenienced at a con is one thing. But can you just imagine sometimes it's really nice to be like, oh, thank God someone that really knows me doesn't know actor me is here so I can be like, oh, right, look at me, be real. Because my, okay, pain yeah. tolerance thing for my, for my ass, like, when I was like, I might be having, guys, real talk, I might be having a miscarriage. Like, Steven's like, we should go to the hospital. But I'm like, but maybe I'm overreacting. <laughs> and Steven's like, That's you're, me. <laughs> you're bleeding profusely. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, why are we just sitting here? I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> And then, it's it's insane. Really? Well, and that's hardcore. I mean, the fact that you that happened while you were at the convention, oh just, I, oh, it makes me so sad. I wish I was there to like hug you and help you. And that's just that's the hard part of conventions is that friends are far away when things happen. And it's like you want to be there, but you literally can't. It's like, literally oh, can't. Oh, like my heart hurts for you. Or even, uh, yeah, like obviously, because um, Stephen. The convention was nice enough to take uh, to let Stephen come with me, and sometimes that's all it takes to get me to take a pay cut. I'm like, oh, you'll let my husband come with me? I will do it for fucking free. Right. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, I'll, um, like they really like no, not really, but I'll take a significant yeah. cut if I can just like be able to like gym from the office, look at my husband at any point, and be like, that's weird. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's, <laughs> and, and that's where like your, your, your foundation is definitely going to help you there because you're out of state or you're sometimes out of the country. And when shit goes down, like it's, uh, that's when you forget like, oh, that's right. I'm away. Anything could happen. I, I can't <laughs> imagine like, <laughs> like I've been hung over like the next day or something at a con where it's just yeah. like a. Oh man, this chick's talking really loud, but mm, she's really excited to see me. So suck it the fuck up and smile. 
Woo! Yeah. yeah. Virgo from Fairy Tale. <laughs> what line would you like me to record? Yeah, like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, your staff is like, here's an Advil. Like, leave the bottle. Yes, sweet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where, I've been yeah. There, done that. That energy, I mean, because uh, that energy, like, people posted photos, and I'm like, I look at those photos, and I don't see that I'm, you know, that I just went through probably the worst thing I've ever gone through. And knowing my life, that's kind of an amazing statement. Yeah. Um, but being like, yeah, but they look so happy. I'm glad that I sucked it up and did that. And that's where cons, again, are a great, like, kind of solve in that way. Salve, mm-hmm. solve. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we don't, I mean, it's just going to be, there's no going back to normal after this. But that camaraderie right. and that fandom and the celebration of it, there, it's just something it's going to take some adjusting to after this, majorly. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Like, I've had several people reach out to Gilbert, my my convention manager, and, you know, promote these different online conventions, kind of like meet and greets online where you get stuff signed and stuff, which is really cool. But it's going to be interesting to see how much of that takes over, like these virtual conventions, and how much we go back to doing in person. Because I would imagine when they start lifting things, you know, for large gatherings, it'll probably be pretty small at first, I would imagine. Like, Maybe, hey, you can have a gathering of 500 people. Okay, now you can have a gathering of 1,000 people. So if you're a con, what do you do? Do you wait until they completely open it up again? Will they ever open it up completely again? You know, there's just so many ifs. Um, But I I like to think that we're going to be able to do that again. Maybe there won't be as many conventions. And honestly, I think that might be a good thing because I think we've become a little overwhelmed with you know, conventions for every little bitty thing. Every weekend, there's a group of yeah. five to ten of us in different places around the world. So it'd be nice to be able to hang out with my friends again. <laughs> Since we're never all at home at once, that would be nice. Never. But I do want to get back out there. <laughs> yeah. Here's hoping that they'll open it up again eventually. But, uh, yeah, maybe. I, um, I think it's going to be different. It's It's got to be. Or even, yeah, just the way that we're approaching a recording. Because I think yeah, it was a very knee-jerk reaction. And I touched on that in the solo episode where, for like, there's 99 people being like, right on, totally understand. And that one person that's like, boo, I'm paying. Like, dude, read the fucking room that none of us are in. Right. Um, but... <laughs> But especially, uh, obviously, like, we're both contractors for Funimation, but, like, we, since that's what we work for the most, that's obviously what we're going to constantly reference. But 10-hour, I mean, 10 studios, like, running from 10 to 10, there is no way that they could have kept going the way that they did, as I uh, discussed earlier. But, like, this fix that they have is just one of several. It's astounding Mm -hmm. what everybody is coming up with. Uh, I mean, or I mean, even to do this, this is something that I never thought that I would do, like doing just a remote right. thing for my silly little podcast. But it's fun. I mean, who knows what that's going to mean just for the recording, or, or just like dealing with clients from now on. I I'm mm-hmm. baffled by it. Yeah, my agents like the way that they've been 
leading us through this to like remind me again of the gear that you have, the microphones that you have specifically. Uh, yeah, all that. Yeah, it's yeah. I've filled out so many of those questionnaires. Like, <laughs> tell me about your home studio. It's like again, okay. And then it changes every day because I'm trying then to learn another all of this sample. new equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This time we want this. It's like, oh my god, okay. But at the same time, I think that this is really cool because I've said for years, like. I would love to work. And people say, why don't you work for Disney? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do-? Well, I would love to, but I'm not I'm not going to move to L.A. Like, I just, I love my life here and I love my family and my friends. And I'll go work in L.A. Like, I'll fly and come back. I have an agent in L.A. I'll certainly do stuff. But I think now the, the companies in L.A. are being forced to learn how to use Source Connect. Mm-hmm. And they're being forced to do all of these remote sessions. So I think that, if anything, it'll bode well for us um, – Working in other, you know, in other environments and stuff, because now it's like, well, why is my audition any different from somebody who lives in L.A.? Because neither one of us can go into the studio. Exactly. It just matters who sounds good and who's best for the role. So it has kind of leveled the playing field, which I think is great, especially for like up and coming young actors Um, because now it's like, hey, look, if you can do the thing and you've got a studio, then great. Give it your best shot and see what happens. You never know. No. And I think uh, we're all, it, yeah, the way that you put it is really good. It's it's a level, it's a more level. It's not fully level. It's a more level playing field. Um, but also, what was it? There was an actress friend of mine that <laughs> messaged me yesterday that said, hey, so you're like <laughs> the 10th person that I've tried to ask about this. And uh, <laughs> I just need to make sure that my shit is workable. For some reason, look, I get it. We're all auditioning for the same shit. But, like, (laughs) if you could just kind of tell me, like, one-on-one, do I have okay gear? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, God, who have you been asking? (laughs) Holy shit. I'm like, what do you have? And they're like, this and this. And I'm like, okay, consider this because this is a studio standard. Consider this. Um, if you have a good mic, they'll probably overlook that. Just da-da-da, good luck. And they're like, Jesus Christ, that took like two seconds. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard when you start. I mean, like, I contacted, um, there's a studio here in town called Dallas Audio Post, who's kind of like the go-to for, like, mixing and stuff for films and yeah, they did um, uh, a lot of commercial stuff. They've done a few funny movies. They did the... Mix yeah. for Book of uh, of the Atlantic for Black Butler, the movie. Yeah, they've done quite a bit. And Renee Coronado over there is just a really great guy. He helped me with my demos and stuff. Really, really cool. Awesome. Really cool guy. So great. And he, I contacted him and I'm like, hey, so I've been wanting to get my studio updated, but now I kind of have to. And would you mind helping me? And he was so sweet. He jumped on Skype with me for an hour and gave me all of these things to do. And then I did a test and would send it to him. And he's like, okay, that's good, but try this. And so, you know, it's awesome because, you know, and then I had Tia hit me up and I was giving her all of this information. She's like, oh my God, thank you. It reminds you how awesome this community is and how yes. much we do look out for each other and care about each other. Because, you know, if we were lesser people, then we would be like, oh, I've got this information. I'm not going to help anyone. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I think Ian and I text every other day because he's like, okay, I've learned this on Adobe. What have you learned? Okay, well, here's <laughs> what I've learned. Because it is. it is. It's about sharing your skill set and, and lifting everybody up instead of just trying to lift yourself up and say, screw everybody else. I Which mean, I think is very different in our community than others. 
It really is. I mean, who does it benefit to be like, ha, 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 I'm going to die with the most toys. Like, it doesn't right. matter. <laughs> I At all. Uh, that's great. I will pick over your fucking carcass then. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> happily with my friends that you also weren't getting back to. Uh, <laughs> or a buzzard brigade. But it's it's just bananas to think of it that way. And yeah, like there, I think sometimes it shows people's age necessarily because you and I have been doing this a lot longer and we're from theater backgrounds where it's a, all right, we're all at the same fucking like rehearsal. Like it's not going to help me if I'm like, well, I know my lines and just wait for someone to get their book out and be like, okay, here's my script. It's not going to take anything. Um, Yeah. It's just... Yeah, most of the time we it, it does benefit us to record in a booth setting with somebody. But now, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people are learning as they go. And uh, then it's uh, also like a, a kind of a gatekeeping type of atmosphere, which we just need to get rid of altogether. But people are like, well, I know that I don't have like a $20,000 like booth like you do. And like, so what? Up until like a couple years ago, my booth was a closet. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. I was doing like <laughs> video game work for like, like Wasteland 2 and fucking high res and all this shit, like from my fucking closet. Like, I'm not going to knock that. I have to have a whisper room now because Sabbath just needed room in his studio. Right. <laughs> Well, and I think that's what people don't understand is you don't have to spend a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of money to treat a space. Yeah. It's more about, like, making sure you have the right gear and you know how to use it. But the space itself, like, yeah, I just moved out of the closet, like, not too long ago because <laughs> it was like, okay, well, this closet works. It's fine. And then Renee was like, you'd probably be better suited in a corner space maybe. And then I, of course, did what I usually do, and I'm like – okay, I'm getting outside of the closet. I'm going to build a booth because I always make things way more difficult than they need to be. <laughs> but now I'm excited because I'm like, yet. right, my sister, my mm. sister. But yeah, now now I have this booth and I'm like, hey, this works. I, this is a great time to have it. And I'm still building out. So, <sighs> but it is, it's hard. I mean, like, it's been nice to have this time to get it all set up and everything. But even still, like, Work has been slow. You know, Funimation's trying to figure out how to do the work from home thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my commercial clients are still figuring out, like we talked about in the beginning. Like, so, and then there's some advertisement agencies and places that are just closed. So there's not as much work to go around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's 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 a little terrifying. So <laughs> I'll be glad when things uh, get back to normal a bit. Luckily. Uh, Ron has been doing really well. Um, apparently, people still buy houses in the middle of pandemic. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm baffled by that. Like, a realtor friend who I met through Ron, she's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, what? Yeah. How? <laughs> Is it? Yes. <laughs> yes, I love her. She, um, um, but yeah, it's one of those things where I, I get, like, he has a lot of refinances and people who are, like, um, downsizing. Like, I get that. Like, it's a very scary time. People want to get money out of their home or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then the people that are like, this seems like a great time to buy a house. I'm like, I might, you might want to wait just a little bit. Just a little. Mm. <laughs> just a little bit. 
just to see, especially because right now, and this is just a little education for all of those at home, hmm. right now a lot of the loan programs have been shut down because the banks are having to give money for all of these small business loans and this and that. So any of like the special programs that they usually have for like first-time buyers or veterans and all that, a lot of those are hard to get to now because the banks are like, look, we need all the money we got yeah. to give to these other people. So it's harder to buy a home right now. Like there's so many more like limitations and stuff. And I get sometimes people, you know, it's the time is right. You have to do it. You find the right place. And I get that. Just know that you might want to refinance in a few years because boo. I can't believe I know this much about mortgage and home. (laughs) I never thought I would be this person. (laughs) I mean, it happens with anything. Like we're talking about booth stuff and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) do you have any idea how long it's taken me to get like that confident? I'm like, oh, you're using this. That's not good for that space. Or for your medium range (laughs) voice, it'll probably try this instead. And it's just like looking over at Steven being like, are you proud? Are you proud of me? (laughs) (laughs) Are you proud? (laughs) I still lust after that. Yeah. I still lust after that microphone I tested at y'all's place. So I'm going to have to Figure out which one that was. Which one was it? Was that my Royer? I think it was the ribbon mic. Yeah, that's my Royer that 101. One. Her name is Sigourney. Oof, it was, yes. She's uh, Sigourney was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. That's, that's my right. next purchase is like newer mics and different preamp and stuff. But right now, I'm good for now. Eh. Eh. Well, on that note, dude, eh. we made it to like the, eh, the post credit scene. Sorry, I get really excited. (laughs) And then (laughs) I almost mimicked what was happening on screen. (laughs) I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Or there was something. That's why I woke up this morning. (laughs) No, seriously. The (laughs) doing that. And I'm like, no, no, no. no." (laughs) (laughs) No. I can't wait to beep that out and see what that sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Steven's like rubbing his hands like, yes. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Thank you so much for being so open about of course. Uh, everything. And obviously I did give you the option. Like, like we don't have to talk about that. Like, yeah, we can talk about it a little bit. Um, but so I appreciate that. And seriously, of course, I, I miss you so much. And it was nice to watch a mo- talk over <laughs> a movie too. with you. Um, I know it's like real life. <laughs> we don't watch the movie and we just chat the whole time. It's me and but you I do talking. Miss being in a room. It's me and you talking usually over a movie. And then Ron going, I've never seen this. What's this? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> Why'd they do that? Wait, how have you not seen this? What's wrong with you? And I then the, blah, 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 blah. I think the last time that happened, it was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And we we're all like, you've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? He's like, what's it about? I'm like, what's it about? And then Sarah was like, let's go talk. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how it happens. But, um, is there any uh, anything, I know that you are doing a lot of programs right now to help people interact with you is there anything you want to call to that maybe people haven't gotten the chance to check out oh gosh well i've got some there's so many different platforms now it's getting kind of crazy i know um we've got cameo which is like the little pay for shout outs but my shout outs are usually pretty pretty long because i'm like (laughs) somebody's gonna pay to get a message from me i'm gonna make it a make it a fucking awesome (laughs) message that's what i'm gonna do call me Um, ishmael so sometimes 
No. <laughs> right. <laughs> sometimes I'll sing. Sometimes I'll do silly stuff, whatever. Um, but it's just a little thing to brighten people's day. And then there's this Zoby um, shout out. Or wait, is that what it's called? I think They just Zobie. changed their name. It was Zoby VCon, and now it's like V-Shout, I think. Um, and that one's kind of cool because you can send your stuff in, like your personal stuff, to get autographed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can purchase autographs from several different people. So, like, if you have a My Hero poster and you want, like, four or five different people, you send it in. And then they have each of us sign it and do a little video. Um, so you get your stuff signed back and all the little videos. And that's cool because I know, like, I always feel weird when people send stuff to Funimation or to my post office box because I know that things have gotten lost in the mail. Um Especially at Funimation because, you know, the poor male person is like, I don't know who these people are. (laughs) Like, and it ends up on, you know, Karen's desk in marketing and then it ends up in the trash because Karen never opened it. And then, you know, somebody's like, I sent you these really expensive Bulma cards. It's like, no, don't do it in the mail. Oh, my God. (laughs) So at least with a place like Zobi, like they're, they're much more careful about that and you know it's going to the right place. Uh, and what else? I've got some other stuff in the works that I've been talking about that we haven't actually done yet. Oh, I will be on GalaxyCon is doing like a virtual con- convention uh, May 2nd. Um, I don't know as much about it as they do. So check the GalaxyCon website. Um, and I've been kind of missing from social media just because my anxiety has been a little off the charts with all this pandemic stuff. Um, yeah. And I've been busy building a building a studio and, you know, trying to figure out my life. Uh, but I'm going to try to be on there a little bit more and maybe do some more Instagram lives and stuff. So awesome. we'll see. Hopefully it'll work. <laughs> well, hope As you- long as everybody's patient with me and understand that if I seem a little out of sorts, it's probably because my anxiety is through the roof. I think we're all there. So I think we'll all be very understanding. But yes, you're Positivity is amazing, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else oh, you come up you. with, madam. Thank you again so thank much. You. And for those oh, of you— Oh, thank you. For those of you listening, uh, thank you again for Ko-Fi contributors for those cups of coffee. You guys are amazing. If you want to follow Obscure Chatter for updates, Obscure Chatter— is the handle. It's not complicated at all, I promise. And you can check out all those lovely things from Monica. Until next time, here is where a sign-off would go, but, you know, 